Hey, everyone, today is Thursday, the 19th of November 2020. This is The Gap, episode 543. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gorey's here. It's a busy week, but before we get to that, happy birthday, Job. What'd you get? Oh, I got a bunch of shirts. Shirts? Yep, this, this shirt in particular. I love this shirt. With, it's got dolphins on it. They're fucking sharks. Yeah, dolphin shirt. They're sharks. Uh, first it's all right. There's nothing to be, to be upset about. And second of all, yeah, I've, I've you know, I uh, watched the boys. I'm like, Butcher's look, that's it. Mm. That's my new look. I want to look like right. Butcher. And yeah. that's what I mean. T-shirts. Collared shirts with uh, patterns. That's it. Yep. Like, yeah. Where's the beard coming? Uh, it's, it's, it's getting there. It's in progress. It's, it's yeah. coming. Um, I keep shaving it. It's, it's really impeding my progress on the beard. But uh, hey, is it just me? This this is our uh, our regular talking about things that are pointless on an audio podcast. Uh, hmm. But is my arm? Do I have like the, the arm of God or something? Yeah, it's pretty the weird. hand of God. Yeah, the hand of God. <laughs> it's glowing. It's like fucking. It looks like I'm about to fucking cast lightning or some shit like with one of my hands hmm. oh, oh yeah anyway awful audio let's uh move on it was my birthday happy birthday to me I'm 37 nice here's what I've learned about it's being old. 37 yeah I think I'm 37 I'm not sure you're 36 maybe I'm 36 yep. yeah 36 um, did you only give up after a, like I think at a point, you just never, you don't know anymore. You Who cares? S- you stop, you stop <laughs> keeping track. Yeah. Uh, it's existentially too heavy a concept. Um, yeah, here's what I learned about being 37. I recover about as well as I did when I was 36 from being hungover, hmm. which is to say, right. not well. Just not well. Uh, and that's all I know. Hey, uh, I uh, I watched the State of Origin last night. I haven't watched football mm. in a while. Uh, not yep. like sat down and watched it. I will like bring it up. Mostly the State of Origin. Union's so much better these days. Uh, but um, watched it because fucking Nate's girlfriend won a hundred dollars worth of KFC. Hmm. Holy fuck. So we ate a by watching by watching it. Well, it was like a you know state of origin feast. Okay. So it got delivered during the fucking origin. We ate a hundred dollars worth of KFC. And let me tell you. That is but how it. did you win it? It's like a menu log competition. Oh. Yeah. It was too much chicken. I'll tell you what. Yeah, what does $100 worth of chicken look like? Is it just buckets of chicken they bring you and that's it? Like, it was like a voucher you could use at KFC via the app uh, or via Minilog. Mm. And, uh, yeah, she just ordered a fuck ton of chicken. She you couldn't, like, s- s- like uh, spread it out a little bit, no. like order a no. little bit here, a little bit there. That was like, you need 100 bucks. Yeah. That is insane. It you should have just ordered 100 bucks worth of chicken nuggets. Just be like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I'm i going to say something I think might be controversial. I think KFC does shit chicken nuggets. 
I don't think I've ever had any. It's I like I've only ever had it when someone else has ordered them, and they'll be like, yeah. "Oh, does anyone want any chicken nuggets?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. And have a chicken nugget. I'm like, this is the worst chicken product that KFC mm. does. It has to be the worst chicken product they do. Like everything else is better. Do they- you think their chips is like the the pinnacle? It's up there. Uh, of products- in terms of like chips, like oh chips overall, fast food. Oh yeah, in fast food specifically, 100. percent There's a place near where I live, like directly, like halfway between me and Nate, actually. Uh, called Texas Charcoal Chicken, and they mm. they claim to do the best chips in Australia, and they fucking they might they might not be lying about that claim. <laughs> Those chips are fucking phenomenal. They're always like that perfect like crunchy and potatoy, and they've got just the right amount of chicken sole, and they're like always hot. They always do a fresh fresh batch for you and. Like fucking phenomenal. Chicken is fine. It's too expensive for what it is, but those chips, fucking hell. KFC's chips for a fast food joint. I would take KFC's over and anyone. Anyone. It used to be Nando's, I reckon, but uh, mm. they've changed something. I don't know. They used to be like crunchy, but now they're all those floppy, useless fucks, and the peri peri salt doesn't the fact that they haven't cooked the chip properly so yeah yeah what do you what's what's the best chip over in San Fran um I don't think I've had one yet you haven't had a fucking chip (laughs) a fry not not that's better not that's better than anything back home oh that's they do them all uh differently I guess right yeah they would don't really order them much they'd call our chips like steak cut right Something, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Advice. Like, you, you kind of get them here and there for the most part. Just either really soggy or um, super hard. I don't know. It, it, and it's not something like, let's order some fries with it. It's just kind of, it just comes with it most right, of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like when you get, well, like what we have the other night? We had um, uh, like fried chicken from somewhere. I can't remember where it was from. Mm. Somewhere on like menu log or DoorDash or something like that. Sure. And uh, yeah, it just comes with a bunch of shit. Like you order the chicken and it it's in there. Like the fries is just an added, an added thing. Yeah. I'm like, do you want more fries? Double the fries. It's a dollar. And you're like, all right, well, fucking may as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't have a, a fries place that I continuously you know, go to. There's what good, I always hate Mexican. when I'm in the States is uh, when you go to a place and uh, you get like a burger and chips and they... Hmm bring out fucking like potato chips like fucking crisps like fucking those they're cold and it's like they fucking yeah. tips a packet onto a fucking plate you're like this may, this concerns me like have you cooked the rest of my fucking food or did you just pour that out of a fucking Lay's pack as well motherfuckers <laughs> like what the yeah. fuck is this shit go and deep fry some potato now these are the least fresh chips I've ever had. I don't care if the air is vacuum-packed for freshness. Go and get me my fucking fries. It might be my... It's sometimes I do wonder if it's my fault because I'm like, oh, yeah, I get a burger and chips. And they're like, these fucking English people. Like... <laughs> yeah, there's like a dude running down the, sh- down of the 
local like gas station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going through. We need chips. We, we need chips. Have you got any chips? God, there's this English guy this in there. Fucking this British, British guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Should we talk about some uh, games? Uh, it's it's week one of of next current gen. Next current gen. That's is that what we're doing? Because the next current gen. I'd prefer it if we didn't. When is next gen? Are you you having like seven years, eight years? What are your bets? Where where, (laughs) what's our? You want to start the betting now? Um, I'm going to go with 2027. 2027. Uh, Optimistic. You think we're still going around then? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I've got big dreams of maybe getting through the next seven years. Uh, what about you? What's your bet? Uh, if we make it through this year, I'll be impressed. So, fucking put some, put a fucking date on the on the line, okay? Like I said last week, Australia always makes it through in every single anime yeah. ever. Australia's never harmed. So, um, pick a year. When did the Xbox One... Yeah, I'm going seven years as well. No, you don't get to. I already fucking picked that year. Try again. Okay. Uh, let's go... Or do you want to go... No. Yeah, no, I'll go 20... I'll go 28. All right. What's the What's the bet for? Um, hmm. You have to make JB's version, Johnny Bravo's version of Skittle hmm. Spaghetti... On our Discord, he pitched making the spaghetti strands out of melted melted Skittles. Is is he providing the fucking pasta maker thing, or like how do you do that? Uh you'll have to find a way, Luke. In twenty twenty seven, when I fucking win this bet, okay? You've got. I still have a giant bag of Skittles as well. I'll probably Perfect. be you got still to- going by then. <laughs> <laughs> they do seem to last forever yeah. but you've got seven years to work out how to make this so i wouldn't i wouldn't stress mm. um cool all right i'll be yeah. i'll be um, 44 Fuck. okay just just something to think about yeah i'll yeah. i'll be i'll have sold all my uh sold all my stuff and i'll be going through my midlife crisis uh mm. but it'll be on a game journal salary so I'll probably have to buy a Huffy BMX bike <laughs> and <laughs> and get really yep. into fitness or something. I don't know. If I've, I got a fucking. I'm not going to buy a convertible. Maybe like a fucking yeah, a Flintstones you know, like version. Cube cards and the, yep. those little cube cards and just cut the fucking cut, roof off it. Chop, there you go. Chop the top. Yeah, that's pretty gangster. <laughs> yeah. Make it even less safe. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is our third, third generation, right? We've been going on this podcast, on this podcast. technically. Yes, it is. Yeah, very right. true. We get, we just got in there. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, the uh, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X are now. I, I've got my PlayStation Five rocked up in the morning. Um, Amazon delivered it i was quite surprised i thought it was going to come a bit later <laughs> during the night yep. but yeah it rocked up at like 10 30 cool. in the morning or something like that which is pretty good which is generally like when my amazon stuff comes anyway right. um 
The thing that was worrying, though, is that it was being sent out by UPS. Yeah. And it had the tracking number and all that sort of stuff. And um, uh, it, it went to, like, Sacramento the night before. It was really weird. It started off... It, it was basically further away um, the night before than what it was in like the afternoon the day before like they sent it north and it was i'm like where is it going it's going like sacramento um but then eventually it came back into san francisco at their facility and so i had the uh the tracking number and it was like signature acquired and i was like that's cool because i'm i'm here anyway and uh i was sitting here and then i noticed my um my phone like whenever something gets delivered on on Amazon, you get a notification like instantly through the app, and it's like your package has been delivered. I'm like, that's weird. And then I went out there; it was like sitting at my door. And I don't know if it's because they're not doing signature like signatures anymore because of what's happening, or if they just left it at my door. Right. And that was a little bit worrying because I've definitely signed for stuff that has arrived at my house during the last like eight months that we've, all this shit has been going on. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit concerning that it was like, hey, here's your um, $500 fucking console that needs a signature and they haven't asked people to sign for it. Yeah. So it was kind of That's a bit like odd. if I didn't check my phone, like who knows, people fucking following like UPS vans around that, that day and just like stealing people's shit. Yeah. You never know. Um, but luckily I'm home and I was, I was on, on point for that. So... It arrived early. I set it up. Um, everything went pretty smoothly. Um, uh, the only thing I haven't done yet with the PlayStation is transfer my old games across. I tried to transfer The Last of Us and God of War, and for some reason it didn't work. And uh, every time I boot up my console now, it is like, error, like transfer failed type thing. And um, it just tells me like, you need to do this thing. But I don't you- know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on. Like it, it failed the transfer, and um, I, I think it wants me to boot up the console again. But the issue that I'm having is I can't see the progress of how much it's transferred at this stage, or like what's like what's going on. Um, so maybe I just have to wipe it and try again. It's just being weird. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just strange because I've tried it twice now that it's tried to transfer and I thought it did it and it clearly didn't. So yeah, no so you happening. like, it'll give you an estimate. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be like fucking, I don't know, seven hours or some shit. Mine had 30 minutes, and but I had them plugged in via the LAN cable. Right. And it was like, hey, you can't do anything while um, this is transferring. I was like, that's cool because... You know, I went and made a sandwich or something, came back. It seemed to be finished. Like, there was wasn't it any progress on the screen anymore. Was it finished anymore. on both both consoles? I don't know, because I didn't have my um, my uh, TV plugged into the yes. PlayStation 4. Yeah. I'd already taken the cable out of that stage. Right. You have to check on both, because it said it yeah. finished on my PS5, but it wasn't finished on the PS4, and so I just sort of left it said it was going to take four and a half hours for me um mm. it did not take that long but it did take a while um 
and yeah, you got to make sure it's finished on the PlayStation as well as uh, sorry, the PS4 as well as the PS5. Uh, yeah. For some reason, the two screens don't match up. I think you can. I think what it's doing is you can play on the PlayStation before, like on the PS5. Fucking, this is gonna be annoying. Uh, I've just been calling the PlayStation Four the PlayStation for fucking yeah. the last six years, and now I just call the PS5 the fucking PlayStation. But obviously, I need to make a distinction. PS5. You, I think you can play on the PS5. Uh, while it's still doing the transfer from the PS4, but if the PS4 mm-hmm. gets turned off, the entire thing fucks up, and it'll like yeah. you'll have to fucking rebuild your bloody bar and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that kind of I didn't go back to it because I wanted to check out Last of Us, but apparently that has not been updated as of yet. So right. uh, I'm not in too much of a hurry to jump in and see what that's like at 60 frames per second because it ain't there. Um, and God of War already had a 60 frames per second mode on it on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Yep. So that's not a huge deal. Um, but it still would look good, I guess, if it's running at 4K, 4K 60. But yeah. Um, I, I, I still want to like get some time. Like I'm hoping that Last of Us patch comes through before the end of the year because I'd, I'd like to go back and finish my second playthrough of it um, before we get to game of the year stuff but i don't know how that's gonna turn out it's just sort of strange to me that they hasn't that hasn't been done yet mm. for such a big uh a big game yeah on their platform it's weird anyway it's, it's weird times um, man yeah the other thing is uh um the trying to get the upgraded versions of playstation 4 games onto your playstation 5 uh, the only one that I've sort of had a, um, a look around with was NBA 2K21. Yeah. Trying to think of the dates. Um, and so we got, you and I both got sent a uh, the uh, Mamba edition, which came with the free, or it came with the free upgrade, which you actually mm-hmm. still had to pay for, yeah, um, from one console to another. And when you go into the and I redeemed the code and all that sort of stuff. When you um when you go into your library, I've got NBA two K twelve on my library list. Sorry, twenty one. Um but it says PS four on the actual like game um little icon. And so you have to you have to then go into the game um store page or whatever they're calling it, and then like click on the more options button which is like the three dots yeah and then start like drilling down and eventually you find like the icon that has like playstation 5 upgrade and that's you click on that and you download it i feel like xbox was making this big deal about smart delivery and and uh how you would get your old old games that you currently have across to the new platform yeah and people kind of brushed it off as this thing, like, why are you making such a big deal about this? And it's like, ah, now I understand why. <laughs> because because it is a big deal. And clearly Sony like, didn't think about it as much. I, I, <laughs> I think the problem is that Sony, like, PlayStation has somehow found the worst fucking way mm. to do it. Like... The, the way it does it on the Xbox is fucking awesome. 
Like, yeah. you don't even know. Uh, yeah. You just Because I nearly downloaded the PlayStation 4 version yeah. if I didn't see that little icon because I was like, oh, yeah, cool. On the, on the Xbox, you just turn your, your fucking Xbox on and it's fucking updated itself. Like, yeah. if you've got all those settings on, right? Like, you've got it to update when, when it's in rest mode and all that kind of shit. You've got to have all that stuff set on for smart delivery to work. But yeah, you literally just turn your fucking Xbox on and suddenly it works. And you're like, wow, that is easy, right? But yeah. PlayStation worked real hard to make this their version the shittiest possible version. Like, real fucking good job, guys, to just make it as obtuse as fucking possible. Because I, I, was, I was shocked. I, I can't believe that's what they landed on. They're like, oh, yeah, no, it's so simple to get, like, this... This is the the UI designer, UX designer at fucking PlayStation must have just been having a fucking year of it. Eh? He must have been just. Mm. Well, I mean, you click on the three dots and you scroll down and you select PS Five. I don't understand what the fucking. I don't. I don't see what the problem is. Anyone can do it. You all know about the three dots. Everyone knows about three dots. And yeah, meanwhile, what do the three dots even mean. Yeah, meanwhile, you. I, I was just looking. I didn't know. I was in like the fucking store page and because the fucking I button went, like, next everywhere. to it says play, and you're like, well, I guess I'll hit play. <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck are they doing? Ugh. Anyway, like if there was a button there that said, I don't know, like PlayStation Five upgrade or something. Right? Like, if it was grayed out, and then you click on, it, it was like, hey, you're not. Like this game doesn't have that ability, or you need to purchase the upgrade, or whatever it is that like it needs to do to check that box. At least it's there, but having to click on the three dots, like the more options or whatever it is, and then it's just such a weird, a weird decision. Fucking um, sounds like you don't know about the three, the three seashells. Three, yeah. <laughs> Tell him about the three dots. Um. So that that was a little hurdle. Um, the other thing that I had, uh, uh, I mean, this isn't going to be for the mo- most people, but my um, Miles Morales uh, upgrade for Spider-Man PS4 remastered or whatever they're calling it. Mm. Um, so they had they had this Ultimate Edition that you could buy and it would give you the upgraded um, Spider-Man version on PlayStation Five. And uh, I can't redeem the code on my main account because it's region locked to the US. And because my main account is an Australian account, uh, it's it's locking me out of that code because it's like, you're in the wrong region. Yonkers. So that's a bit shit. Yeah. Um, even considering that like, there's no region locking on PlayStation games anyway from right? a disc that's point. That's what's weird about it. Oh, it's like it's just a massive pain. I've I've had this problem a couple of times, right? Trying to to do things on my PlayStation account, but because I live in the US now, mm. I can't use my main account because it's an it's an Australian account, which is a fucking nightmare. Um, so sometimes I've had to, like with uh, what was it? Was it Ghost of Tsushima? I think I bought using my US account. Um, right. I don't know. I, I bought a bunch of stuff because I can't actually buy games over here digitally using yeah. my normal account. It just won't let me. It's like, hey, your your credit card is not uh, is not a um, Australian credit card, so you can't use it because I'm using a US credit card. 
just yeah. like weird things like that where they're putting barriers up. So in order for me to redeem my uh, Ultimate Edition Spider-Man code, I've got to log into my US account and then redeem it that way and then come back and play it, which is just a... You know, I don't mind having two accounts, but it, uh, this is just an old school way of thinking that they've been doing for a yeah. long time for... Um, like this this account I set up was when I was playing like Rock Band back yep. in the day when Rock Band wasn't available in Australia and yeah. you had to buy it through the US and that was the only reason I had my account set up because yeah. I've got tons and tons of songs on there Um, anyway I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for, for most people unless you're living abroad somewhere else yeah. Um, but otherwise yeah everything else went okay Cool. <laughs> playing the games awesome. it's uh it's 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 pretty quiet um I, i'm not having any issues with any of that sort of stuff yeah i checked out astro's playroom yeah as one of the games um that game really shows off like the controller right that's that's pretty much what that game is doing for the most part is 100 being like hey yeah and um that controller is really something that showcases next gen uh and and something we talked about a few weeks ago when you were like hey this xbox um series series x interface is basically the same as the xbox one interface the controller is pretty much the same except for the what the analog uh sorry the um the uh joy fuck what do you call them the pad the yeah um like i'm kind of a blank (laughs) Uh, D-pad. D-pad. There it is. But it's not a D-pad anymore, is it? They no. call it something else. Uh, they do have another name for it, and yeah, I think. Anyway, but like, you know what I mean? You, oh. you get that thing in your hands, and it's like it doesn't feel like it's anything new. Whereas you pick up that PlayStation Five Dual Sense controller, and it's like, oh yeah, I get this. This is this, new. This is, like, it's yeah. got some weight behind it, and the moment that those triggers start doing their magic um and the haptic feedback and all that sort of thing that's when you get a sense of oh there's some really interesting things that could be happening here Uh, there's obviously games and instances where you wouldn't use that like i can see um if you're really competitive on consoles for games like call of duty or or shooters where you don't want that resistance in there Mm. then i can see a case for switching that stuff off but it, it gives you like an extra level of immersion right yeah. uh, when, when you get that bow and arrow or something and you can kind of feel that pushback when you pull pull the trigger down is is really really cool um anyway so i went through i finished astro's playroom uh, it's like a neat little game they were gonna charge for that at one stage right like that was gonna be a game that you'd pay for really i, I feel like it was it's i could awesome be wrong they did not i mean <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, I think it is, you know, a well-made game experience, but it is very short and not terribly deep. Um, it's not deep at all. It's pretty, like, once you get past sort of that first two levels, it kind of is very samey. Yep. Um, like, there's just platforming and that sort of thing, and then every once in a while they'll be like, hey, there's a new there's a suit that you're getting and it performs this way that's kind of the the one thing that changes up between each of the four worlds um but you know 
it, it's a cool little uh, tech demo that shows off the capabilities of some of the um, you know, interface that you can interact with the controller and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I went through and, and played the whole thing. It was, it was fun for what it was. It wasn't challenging at all. Um, there's like speed running uh, like levels that you can go into and I haven't had a look at any of that stuff, but I feel like I'm pretty much done at this point with the speed running <laughs> levels are different from the other yeah. levels so mm. i don't know it's halfway worth checking out but um yeah they're not that they're not that different they're a little bit more challenging i guess yeah uh, but yeah not that big a deal yeah anyway um not a lot more to add about astro's playroom like um, if you've got a playstation 5 it is absolutely the first thing you should play. 100% the first thing you should play is Astro's Playroom. Because it's free and it installs itself on your computer or it comes install. sorry, it installs itself on your PlayStation, your console, uh, or um, I don't know if it comes pre-installed now. Uh, I've heard conflicting things. Some people have hmm. said that it's, it was been on the console when they turned it on and others have said it immediately started downloading and i, I don't know i mean it's possible that it downloaded before it was yeah like you finished the install yeah exactly um so yeah it's uh it's short but it's 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 one of those things that you i think is perfect for showing you hmm. that you're playing something next gen yeah, because like a lot of the games we'll talk about today um, have elements of the way that controller works and uh, like loading times and that sort of thing. But Astro's Playroom sort of grabs all of that Shows stuff and all. is like, hey, and like this when is you, kind of what you can do with it. You know, as you were saying about the Xbox Series X, you hold the controller and it feels the same. There are differences. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, there are differences but they're extremely subtle and uh it's it's that's really the the case with the xbox the the series x versus the playstation 5 is the the, the differences are, are subtle uh um, yeah but good they're good differences uh, but yeah they're quite subtle and uh yeah i think that's the that's the thing about the PlayStation is it's not subtle. It shows you immediately. And that's what's great about Astros is that, yeah, you really get, it throws it in your face. This is next gen gaming. You are playing something next gen. Fucking drink it in. Um, yep. But it is just the controller. I did not find the graphics to be all that impressive, honestly. No, uh, no, it's not doing anything outlandish. Um, yeah. All right, that's Astro's Playroom. Should we move on to the next one? We've got yep. Destiny 2 here still. Um, I put this back on. I played this. Uh, I've been playing this. Um, I'm still playing with, you know, Race in his crew. They've been awesome taking me through some strikes and stuff. Um, I unlocked uh, the new exotic in Beyond Light. Um, I think Beyond Light had only just came out when we talked about it last week. But... Uh, played through all, all of the Beyond Light campaign and then went into the extra missions afterwards to unlock the new exotic, um, which is like a, a grenade launcher that shoots out ice, uh, which is pretty cool. It's 
uh, fairly situational, in my opinion, but it's still rad. Uh, and yeah, just uh, went through, played that, and then I went and played a bunch of it with um, Steph Hex Van Dixon for an IGN video that we made. Um, basically just a Let's Play Destiny video. I think it'll be up at the end of this week, but I have no idea. Uh, and yeah, had had a lot of fun. It was, uh, was a, I, I have no idea how the video is going to turn out. It was uh, like odd. It was an interesting shoot because we were sort of in a room in the IGN offices um, playing in front of these two giant televisions with our uh, Xboxes sitting there and it wasn't very well ventilated and it was a fucking stinker of a day. It was, I think it got up to 38 degrees hmm. and holy shit. It was quite, quite the, it was a fucking oven, basically. I was being... <laughs> it was, was a sweat fest. I was slow roasting. I like it. <laughs> I am worried that if they use clips from the end of, of me from the end of this fucking video, I'm just going to look like the sweatiest cunt alive. Um, <laughs> but only only as a person, because my gameplay yeah, game. wasn't terribly sweaty. Although I was, I mean, I had more gear than, than Steph. And so I like, yeah, I was doing uh, more of the killing. But um, yeah. I don't know, we just played through a bunch of it. She also plays mostly on Steam, uh, but this we were playing on the Xbox version because um, mm -hmm. it's all, like, you can get all of Destiny on, on Game Pass now, um, which is pretty fucking cool, um, including the online. So, yeah, like, if again, Game Pass is seriously the fucking best thing. Uh, to have happened to video games. It is crazy how much value you get out of that shit. And EA is coming like real soon, right? Like a month or some shit. Mm. That's fucking huge. Anyway, that that's including like, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, we're playing uh, and before, like, I, I don't know. The, the one thing we did was I started a new character so that we could go through some of the Beyond Light campaign um, to showcase that, and then we switched to my real character. Um, but I didn't have a fucking speeder bike. Um, like, I hadn't unlocked it. I hadn't done enough of the restarted campaign to do it. Um, I had, like, I literally just started a fresh character uh, to, to do this so I was walking around doing the Beyond Light campaign with the gun you pick up right at the fucking start of the game mm. I didn't have a heavy weapon at all I didn't have a speeder uh, a sparrow I'd like holy fuck man it was some goof shit uh, and so I like I had to stand on Hex's sparrow while she rode places uh, which was easily the most idiotic way to attempt to do that. But also, she has zero sense of direction. Absolutely no sense of direction. 
Uh, and I was very busily concentrating on trying to stay standing on this fucking sparrow. And so we would just like, I would like, we'd be going straight for a little while and I'd look up and be like, where are we going? No, we're supposed to be. Oh my God. Anyway, it was pretty entertaining. It was good fun. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, play more tests? Yes. Is that new update any good? Like I've seen a lot of um, mediocre reviews about it. Some of it's really good. Uh, and like I, th- I think the the campaign itself is awesome. Um, it's like setting up some really big things in the future. Mm. Uh, but I can see why people are upset because what they did is they vaulted a bunch of shit, so you can no longer go back to a bunch of the planets that you were able to go to. Um, and like those those planets are just gone. And as a result, like a lot of the content is gone. Like the content yeah. that people used to do is gone. And they haven't, they didn't really replace it. They didn't like vault it and then replace it with as much stuff. They vaulted it and replaced it with a bit of stuff. But more stuff is going to be coming over the course of, of this like expansion. Yeah. There's like a raid next week, right? Yeah, exactly. And so as a result, it feels like a, an immediate downgrade. It feels like you've had stuff taken away. It doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel like a meaty expansion. Uh, it doesn't feel feel like it gives you a lot, or it, even as much as it takes away. You know, and I think that's a huge part of the the outcry. I mean, there are definitely valid fucking criticisms of the the way Bungie went about fucking vaulting this shit because uh, I've been re- I've been seeing that they like vaulted basically they made redundant a bunch of guns uh, and then they like reintroduced those guns and so all they really did was take people's favorite fucking guns, the guns that they always used in um, raids and strikes and, and in Crucible and stuff, the ones where they, you know, they played for hours and hours and hours and finally gotten that one version of the gun that had all of the mods and perks that they fucking love and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they, like, they had all that shit. And then they took that away and gave them the same gun again without any of the good shit and they have to do all that again they have to fucking do that grind again that is fucking bullshit that is such a fucking bullshit move um i cannot believe they did that and i I spoke to you know i I spoke about last week how I, i talked to uh tokenori i can't remember his last name Toka Tominori, sorry, Tominori Kinoshita, uh, the lead combat designer. And um, and he was saying, you know, they were, you know, balance was very important to them, but if you step into the fucking crucible, holy absolute fuck, you will spend your entire life frozen. Uh, I have, like, I've done enough. I haven't done as much. Racy's got even more than me, but I've done enough so that when I freeze someone and shatter them, uh, it like 
however I froze them, it then streaks out and finds someone else to fucking freeze on my grenade, mm-hmm. right? Which is awesome in a strike because I throw the grenade in, I shatter one person, and it just like chain freezes everyone. It's really fucking cool. And the effect of it is really cool and it looks really fucking cool and all that kind of stuff. And it works out really good. Uh, I do not necessarily think it's terribly balanced because I don't have the fucking highest light level, but I can wallop cunts way higher than I am uh, just by freezing and shattering. Like, judicious use of, of those skills has allowed me... Like, the impact that crowd control has had on, on Destiny is massive right um it's made a lot of the game easier in the crucible that is the dumbest shit of all time uh my old strategy of piss bolting only playing control and piss bolting for b as opposed to whichever flag is closest to me now results in there'll be three other players on the other team who've already arrived at B and I throw my grenade in, I shatter one of them and then everyone else remains frozen until I shatter them. And if anyone comes to fucking back them up, they get fucking frozen too. It is idiotic. That shit, that can't happen. That can't be how it is. It's fucking bonkers. Um, yeah, they, they can't let it remain like that. Um, so yeah, I can see, like, there are absolutely a lot of valid criticisms about what Bungie has done with Beyond Light. I don't think they, I don't think they playtested Stasis enough. They didn't cunt test it, you know? Um, they didn't go in and be like, how is, how is someone going to use this to the peak of their advantage? Too often, like, with playtesting, uh, especially with, like, heavily established teams, uh, you see they playtest it and they're like, yeah, this is, this is balanced because when they play together, they're all mates. And if I was playing against, you know, if we were all playing together, uh, it's fucking like last week when I was talking about Among Us, right? And you can tell that, like, Cleb uh, and Squirrel knew... Uh, a lot more about how to play Among Us because they'd watched a bunch of videos and played more of it and they knew all the fucking tricks and tips and stuff. Uh, And so they were way more capable, right? And the cunty thing to do, uh, not even the cunty thing, the, the most efficient way to play it would then be to use those skills. But the fun way to play it would be to not use those skills, right? And because they're all friends, when they're playtesting at Bungie, what happens, and you see this in other games as well, uh, like, I, I, I haven't, like, directly fucking spoken to them about it, but, like, we've vaguely danced around this idea uh, at, like, the Call of Duty review trips, right, back in the day, when I'd find something that allowed me to literally just wipe the floor with everyone. And I was already, like, pissing it in against every single person at any of these fucking review events. But, I'd like, we'd find some gun combo that just went absolutely disgusting. You know, you'd find Mm -hmm. the fucking... uh, The The MP5 of... of Call of Duty Black Ops. No, Cold like War. not not even like the <laughs> not even the MP5. Like worse than that. The fucking remember when there was the dual, the dual wheeled fucking uh, revolvers and they shot shotgun pellets, uh, pellets or whatever, and people were just like being murdered. Or the fucking 
the, the underbarrel grenade, uh, underbarrel shotgun on the Famous or whatever the fuck, like that sort of thing. Like, and mm. you'd find it, and you could use it to just absolutely belt everyone. And you do it for one round, then you stop doing it because you know it was no fun for anyone. But you, yeah, you talk about it, and they're like, oh yeah, we just, you know, I mean, we we tested everything, but we didn't test everything in every fucking situation. And the situation that they never tested it in is being the biggest cut hole in the fucking server. And that is something Bungie, I think, failed to do. They de- definitely playtested it, but they didn't playtest it in a way where they were, like, absolutely trying to destroy, not just fucking win, but, like, destroy and humiliate their opponents. And as a result, yeah, they, they just didn't see this shit coming. And obviously to the detriment of the game. But, I mean, I guess they'll balance it. It's just, yeah, it's funny to hear them say that they they looked into balancing it when, nah, clearly not enough. Anyway, um, hmm. so, yeah, Destiny 2. Cool. Um, I haven't jumped in since I played on Monday, but only because I've been hammering out demon souls uh but i actually like enjoy like rolling around europa so i'll probably jump in over the weekend now that i've finished with demon souls and will never play it again Hmm. so yeah destiny 2 right what's up next uh let's go with bug snacks quickly um this is the free playstation uh plus game of the month it's available on playstation 5 and playstation 4 um i've been playing on playstation 5 this is a first person like puzzle game where you're um you're on this island and there's a bunch of these weird like furry creatures on there that can talk and are living uh in a community that have uh, lost sight they've sort of lost like their their the the person like running uh the the one in charge uh, she's kind of like disappeared and uh you've been sent there to interview her um but with when you get there and she's not there then it sets you off on this quest to try and figure out like what happens and and where is she gone and uh what were the events leading up to that um the game itself is sort of like this Pokemon-esque, like all these weird types of creatures that are on the island that the um, the residents eat. And when they eat them, their body parts turn into the type of creature that, that they were. For instance, like there's like weird strawberries walking around and, uh, and when the residents eat that then like a body part of theirs will turn into like they got like strawberry hands now and that sort of thing um and so the 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 puzzle elements are you basically walking around and trying to capture these little creatures in different um using different tools that are made available to you and uh you're trying to complete little quests that you've been given or handed uh, along the way to further the the progress of the story um and the the actual creatures interact with themselves in different ways as well um like some of them have uh different personalities they've got likes and dislikes that they've got um they're attracted to certain 
um, things in the world. So for instance, you can throw uh, like bait out to certain things um, and they'll be attracted to it or uh, you need to lure them to certain areas. Um, if they get afraid of you, they can run away and hide in a bush and you've got to try and figure out, all right, how do I get them out of that bush? Some creatures will just automatically leave that bush when you run away and get get away from their vicinity. Others need something to like motivate them to, to come out. Um, some creatures you'll need to uh, capture them by knocking them out first and you've got to try and then figure out well how do i do that and it could be as simple as like making two creatures like butt heads against each other by luring them really close together um just like weird quirky um puzzly type solutions in the game that you got to try and figure out how each creature sort of interacts with the world uh and then you're tasked with like sort of collecting all these creatures and and trying to solve the yeah the quest that the world is trying to to get you to solve, um, it's okay. Uh, I guess like a lot of people were pretty hyped up about this game because it was really weird and people were not really sure what it was. Like there was trailers going around and like there was a lot of hype about it, but nobody really knew what the game was. They were just kind of hyped about the weird, wacky nature of the world and what was happening. Um, and so once people have now got their hands on it, they're like, oh yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, it's very different to what people sort of uh, thought it was going to be, um, which is like this weird combination of a puzzle game mixed with Pokemon slash Pokemon Snap type things. Because there's a camera, you take pictures of these little creatures, um, the bug snacks as they're called, and uh, you know it gives you detailed information about them. You're putting... Um, together like a journal that you fill out once you discover something that's new and then you can go back and reference all that sort of stuff and yeah it's it's sort of like a collect them all type experience as you get further and further into each area um, that unlocks so you'll, you'll start off in one area and uh, as you progress through the games it starts opening up different places you can go and visit and that's when you start interacting with these different types of bug snacks um, but I haven't gotten You keep saying close this word finish. like it's a real thing. Like it's Bugs a snacks. real word. Yeah. And well, it is a real word. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, anyway, it, it's it's a interesting, quirky little game. It doesn't run too crash hot on the PlayStation 5, which is interesting. This feels like something that was pushed out uh, quickly for the release of the PlayStation 5 at this stage because if it ain't running well on that... Um, there's uh, something going on behind the scenes, performance-wise. It, uh, I haven't had any technical issues, like crashes or weird um, bugs in the game where I can't progress any further or anything strange like that. It's purely performance is a bit flaky in certain parts um, right. of the game, which is strange to me. But otherwise, you know, it's it's a free game. If you've got PlayStation Plus, just add it to your list if it's there. Um, when things die down and there's maybe not a lot to play worth checking out for a little bit see if it's something that's up your alley if you're into those sort of catch them all style games um, or even like puzzle games it's because it's very uh, puzzle focused so yeah bug snacks it's pretty much um, it's fine it's it's, it's not like the world on fire yeah it's what you want to hear about you I think people were getting really hyped up about this game and it's not 
It ain't that. I think it was. It just, that was just memeing. That was just yeah. Memeing. It's not as it's not as deep as what people thought it was going to be. Um, I guess it's yeah. It's interesting, but yeah, it's okay. Anyway, um, something that is a bit better than okay is uh, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales is um, is out with the PlayStation Five. Um, I've now had a chance to play it. I've pretty much. Uh, finished it at this stage. I'm like 98% progressed through that game. I think I've got like a couple of caches that I need to <laughs> to find on the map somewhere. Um, but for the most part, like I've everything's being checked off that list, which is um, which is cool. Uh, like you said, it's not a um, it's not as I guess deep as that last Spider-Man game. Um, there's a lot of uh, stuff that has been sort of streamlined from the last game um there's definitely like a lot of things to go out and do but it's it's a you know 15 sort of hour experience all up you're going to get through that main story pretty quickly within about eight hours or so and then cleaning up the rest of the side missions and uh all the crimes that are sort of going on on the map is is not going to take you too long uh, not like spider-man did on the uh, playstation 4 um but yeah, so it's it's a lot more, um, like I said, streamlined. You've got that, a lot of the side missions now are not like random encounters and things that sort of pop up in the map. They've really made it a lot easier for you to sort of just be like, all right, what do I want to do now? Um, and so he's got this app that people are able to... Like the, it um, is, like just to clarify, they are still that. Mm. You can just do it via the app. Yeah. You just bring right, it up like, and be like, I yeah. want to do this thing. As opposed like, to waiting for it to happen. Waiting waiting for, yeah, some car to drive around or some shit. And you're like, oh, all right, here yeah. we go. I can finally do this one. Yeah. Um, so now you can actually be like, oh, this is the one that I'm missing. And I want to get that extra uh, bonus objective. And I can just go do it as opposed to like waiting for it to pop in your game. Um, so things like that are sort of a bit more... Uh, fluid and they made things a bit easier in terms of like hey like we know you're just trying to have some fun let's just make it easier for you to do that uh it's absolutely like a faster paced story it's um it's it's nowhere near as like spider-man marvel spider-man was um had this like slow build up but i think it worked really well because you're invested in this world and you're getting to know these characters especially like the relationship between uh peter parker and his like mentor throughout that game and uh the way that sort of builds up and builds up and you kind of see um how that person then ends up turning towards the end of the game and then what happens there whereas uh this is um miles morales is a lot quicker like it's just going all yeah. the time and yeah. you don't get that slow burn like you kind of just thrown into it straight away um and I, I thought I enjoyed the story, but I don't think it was as good as Marvel Spider-Man. Um, and that could have just been because it was, it just didn't feel as fleshed out, I guess. Yeah. Um, like it didn't have, you didn't have that time to sort of digest it because it was just always like, all right, let's go. And we're, but we're going like really quickly. And also um, there's not as much meat there. It's just kind of like, we're giving you everything all at once. And there's no, 
little side bits that are sort of happening, like in Spider-Man. It's the classic, those- like, it's the classic, like, standalone expansion conundrum, mm. wherein they wholeheartedly assume that you've played the original game, mm-hmm. uh, and so they're like, okay, so we don't need to walk you through any of this shit. We can just yeah. fucking have you do it. We just like fucking you just go at it. But the mistake they make is that ultimately like they like you know Insomniac has done this fucking ages. They're yeah. very good at this stuff and it turns out they're breadcrumbing uh that they've seamlessly folded into their narrative actually yeah. made the narrative really well paced. Yeah, yeah. And now that they've assumed that they don't need to do that breadcrumbing, they've lost that <laughs> pacing. And it's like, There's- that is got to be one of the like most disheartening. Like, you couldn't have fucking, you wouldn't see it coming, right? Like, right. Be- because that stuff is is in there a little bit. Like, you've yeah. got the interaction between Miles and his, his mom and his best friend. Like, there's a little bit of that in there, but you compare that to what was in Marvel Spider Man, and it's like yep. him talking with MJ and. Uh, going down to feast with Aunt May um, and talking to like just th- there's all this uh, you know talking to uh, uh, Doc Ock and all that sort of stuff like there's a lot of character moments in there yeah. and that's the sort of stuff that is missing here um, and you don't get the stuff with like side characters as much um, where there's uh, Spider Man had like Tombstone and uh, and stuff with Black Cat and you've got all these side characters and missions that are around that sort of fill out that world a bit more that isn't as fleshed out here like it's there's still stuff there but it's not as meaty um mm. so i don't know i just didn't I, I don't as much as i like the story i don't think it's as good as yeah. um marvel spider-man but uh, it definitely goes in some interesting places there's um like this this is definitely like Insomniac's take on the character in in uh, in all the these two characters at this stage like Spider Man and Miles Morales or, or Peter Parker and Miles Morales like those two characters should not in- exist in the same world according to all the the stuff we've gotten in the past like this just doesn't happen um, so they've and even going to like looking at the events of what happened at the end of Spider Man like they've done some big changes in that story that you just don't know like what it is they could do next um and so by them sort of looking at what has come before the stuff that like bendis did and dan slot and like those guys and creating these characters but then them taking it and being like all right we're going to use your foundation but we're going to take it in a completely different direction um i'm interested to see where that sort of stuff goes is it like is it is it just the sony version of Spider-Man, do you think, at this point? Because they exist in the same world in... They don't. Into the Spider-Verse. No, not into the Spider-Verse. The fucking main one. The fucking Billy Elliot kid one. What's his name? Tom uh, Holland. Homecoming. Yeah. They exist they, in the same world, eh? They, are, they, they do exist. My point is... In Miles Morales' Spider-Man, Peter Parker is dead. Like, the reason he becomes Spider-Man is because Peter Parker dies. And then he comes along later on and takes the mantle. Like, they never... 
they're not like to, together swinging around fighting and all that so that that stuff happened because of dan slot's like spider-verse storyline and that's what spawned into the spider-verse and then also i guess this game as well because this game's been in the I'm works sa- before I'm in the spider-verse that the tom holland spider-man yeah. yeah they they exist in the same world right they do yes they're not gonna but kill always- tom holland they're not going to kill Tom Holland. <laughs> Get that. the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. They are not going to kill Tom Holland so that they can make a fucking Miles Morales movie that is absolutely high. That is the highest shit you've ever fucking pitched in your entire fucking life. They may not. My point they is will not. And they will in, bring in- Miles Morales in. Why would you have fucking Charles Gambino, Dong Lover, fucking cameo as... as a yeah, as a proto prowler, uh, yeah. if if you're not going to actually do something with it, like, come on, I think come it's on, just son. an odd. I think it's, it's just, just a, Sony's Sony's version has them both in the same universe. Is what I'm driving at. I mean, they're they're, they're in the same universe, but they're not. They they're at the same time. They at the same time, obviously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see where that goes, and, and the other thing is. This game is also set place in New York. It's um, it's set during Christmas time though, so the backdrop is a little bit different. It's exactly the same city. Um, you've got the places sort of covered in snow. Um, it's a different color tone to it. It's it's more whites and that sort of stuff. Um, and they've gone through and changed some of the like uh there's a lot of graffiti and things like that around harlem and and that sort of stuff uh there's christmas decorations and but but for the most part it's it's manhattan right it's the same city and so you end up with this conundrum is like where does this story go next like what are they doing next can because there's there's another spider-man game in the works it's no that's no secret right and so where are they just going to do manhattan again is it going to be the same map or is it going to be an even more detailed Manhattan or do they go somewhere else? Because on top of that, you've got this, you've got, got this other problem where um, the, the premise behind Miles Morales is Spider-Man goes on vacation. Peter Parker goes on vacation and he leaves the town and he leaves Miles in charge of looking after it, who has been um, his version of Spider-Man for, for a while now. Uh, and so in the future, is it going to be is it gonna be a co-op game or do they are you switching between both characters or like are they kind of do the thing where they kill Peter Parker or like what happens in that next game? And how do you make it so that like it feels different? It's not just Manhattan again. Or do they go somewhere else? Is it like Spider-Man uh they did like a worldwide was it worldwide? Um storyline where he was going to like london and shit like that um like flying around to different places because he was the ceo of his own company and uh is that the take they go or do they just go back to manhattan and it's like more of manhattan now and you've got like queens that you're looking after and uh, some of those smaller suburbs that are around uh, brooklyn um yeah i don't know i'm just curious what happens because it's such an interesting direction that they could go in and i'm just like i don't i don't I don't even know where to start um, for that next game, like what that game looks like. And I think they've put themselves in a really weird position. Um, mm. 
So, anyway. Here's um, my pitch. Yeah. The Spider-Mobile. It handles like absolute shit. Yeah. Right? But Why would you need to swing anywhere when you've got the Spider-Mobile? But also, 80% of all the game's missions involve using the Spider-Mobile. Yeah. And uh, you absolutely fucking hate it. You hate every fucking second of it. And you're like, why? Why would they do this? Right. That's if, how Batman went, went went about it. That was their strategy. Right. That was Rocksteady's plan. Just if it really was a co-op game, would that them. interest you? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, co-op swinging through the... the oh, my God. Like holding hands crazy. and shit and... You wouldn't be like you would have to somehow catch up to me to be able to hold my hand while we were swinging. Like yeah. you, I know you prefer the the slow swing of Spider Man, but uh, I'm I'm fucking I am speed. I'm fucking mm. Sonic up in this shit, just fucking blitzing. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that'd be cool as fuck. Anyway, I sort of jumped the gun there. I just sort of when I finished, I was like, oh man, I just don't. I'm curious to see where this game goes in the future because yeah. it, it's one of those weird things where Arkham Batman like had that same issue, right? Is that yeah. like he's in Gotham and it's like, all right, how do we make Gotham different? Gotcha. Um, at least the first game had like Arkham. It was it was in Arkham Asylum, and then you went to Arkham City, and the next one was like, oh shit, all right, we've done we've done this before. Now what do we do? And I think yeah. that is in that's a weird spot that Insomniac is in now where they're. It's like, how many times can we do Manhattan before it gets old? Yeah. Um, anyway, th- there's still interesting things they could do. And I think one of the first things that is really showcased uh, for this game, the things they've learned, is that uh, the rhino fight. At the, yeah. It's like the, the tutorial. Yeah. Um, and you as a character... In, in the first game, when there was the, uh, the Fisk tutorial, right? You, you're outside of Fisk Tower... You're punching a um, bunch of goons and it transitions from you outside on the street inside the Fist Tower building. Um, they go even like further into that that transition sequence in this game by being outside and then like smashing through a bunch of walls and then all of a sudden you're inside a fucking mall, like a shopping center. Um, and that sort of just shows you how much they've really learned about this engine and like the things they can do with it because you didn't see anything like that in the last game like such a quick transition this game loads extremely fast when it's doing things like that and that's just not a playstation 5 thing like that is something that will happen on the playstation 4 um that quick like you in the city swinging around to immediately going inside of a a uh, a building and smashing stuff around inside of a building i think that's that transition is like just really cool the way it does that and um they do it a couple of times in this game where you're like outside and then all of a sudden you're inside a building um and and it's uh and then you're back outside so maybe that could be something they could look more into is those uh seamless transitions now that they have got more power to do that sort of thing i think Um, that i think what what makes them cool is how sparingly they used i think if they went too ham on it it would lose some of its coolness i mean it's something you don't see a lot of in this game the the big and i don't think they did it too much in the last one those sort of action set piece moments where they're actually quick time events as well and they transition 
between combat and uh, the quick time events. Um, There's not a lot of them here, but like it's I enjoy them more than watching a cinematic. Like, because at least I'm engaged and it feels like I'm doing something. Um, And they don't have automatic fail states either. Sometimes if you do fuck it up, it's just like a uh like hey it'll just keep going like he'll he'll miss or do something and other times it's like you need to hit this button um but yeah i know what you mean like you don't want it to be so like repetitive and seeing it all the time and it's like oh that was cool the first time but now they've done it six times like eh, whatever getting a bit old yeah Yeah. um the uh they 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 do some I, I like what they've done with the the character some of the characters the villains in the game they again going back to like this being insomniac's game um and uh doing their own versions of it like the stuff with miles's i guess main villain in this game is not really a miles villain it's more it's a peter parker villain at the end of the day um and so how they take that character and then sort of incorporate it into Miles' world uh, and then the payoff for that and where it goes is really cool. Um, you kind of, I mean, you, you can see it coming. If you really know a lot about the story and the character, you kind of see it coming really early. But I don't, they're not trying to hide it at a certain stage. Like you kind of start putting pieces together yeah. um, and that's kind of cool. And then... Uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot of interesting characters in that game um, that are a lot of fun to, to sort of be around. I just wish there was maybe more of it. So, yeah. Um, what else is there? The combat. That, that's another thing that's kind of got me interested is like where they go next because they've gotten to this point where I think the combat is... Combat is better in terms of um, the pace of it and how Miles can just like beat the shit out of everybody yeah but at the same time i don't like that there's less gadgets um i think there's half the amount of gadgets in this one he's right. got like a he's got the mine web shooters yeah gravity well and uh what's the fourth one um oh clones he can he can shoot the right, yeah. decoy yeah. clones um i just i never used the the um web shooters as much and i think that had a the problem i had with the game was every time you would try and quickly shoot the web shooters it didn't think you were trying to select a different gadget and bring up the scroll wheel because that was previously on the left trigger um or left uh, bumper and they've moved it to the same button that you used to shoot and i'm shooting really quickly and game is like thinking that i'm holding the button and so that would just get kind of get annoying and so i wouldn't use the web shooters as much as what i did in um in spider-man miles uh, the first one Marvel Spider-Man. Um, but I really like the stuff they do with the Venom uh, abilities. Like, the ex- they've got, like, a, a an extra combo meter on there now, so you're building up this meter, this meter, and then you can use these Venom strike abilities. And I think there's about six of them or so, uh, and you can combo them in different ways. Like, it, it really f- speeds up the pace of that combat. They, they throw a lot more enemies at you in this game, and you can get really overwhelmed quite quickly. Yeah. Um, it's challenging. Like there's some missions in there that I, that I've, um, uh, that I've played those, uh, they're like, uh, little contained areas where it's like, here's a bunch of enemies and you got to clear them out. Um, they were pretty easy in the last game and yeah. they've 
definitely made them harder this time around because there's stuff in there where they'll take away like your powers you can't use them anymore or if you use a certain ability on a certain enemy they'll just counter it and it'll just fucking hit you um but he's got a lot of crowd control and ways that he can deal with enemies really quickly and so then that comes back to like all right they've obviously made miles a lot more powerful by giving him less gadgets but at the same time i feel like he's more powerful than what um peter parker was in 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 marvel spider-man so like where what is their transition when they move forward um to that next game like how does that balance out do they then take away do they give peter parker more gadgets or are you even playing as peter parker it's just anyway um it's just a weird another one of those things where it's like i'm interested to see how they move this game forward going going on considering they've you know you're playing as spider-man peter parker you've played now as spider-man miles morales who is all these crazy insane abilities how do you then go from that then back to peter parker and make him feel even more powerful yeah um, uh, cause you know, the thing you talked about last week is like, he's also got camo, he can go invisible. And so if you find yourself in a situation where you're in the middle of a fight and you're struggling, you just hit the camo button, you go invisible and no one can see you. You just yeah. get the fuck out of there and heal. Um, yeah. Uh, what else was there? The, um, I played for the most part in, um, performance, wait there's two modes in the game performance and fidelity i played in 30 frames per second with ray tracing on for most of the game yeah um and i think it looks awesome like it's got ray tracing uh, a bunch of ray tracing features in it and because i think they've done a pretty good job in terms of the combat and uh the way the game feels at 30 frames per second it's it doesn't feel like much of a an issue and i guess that's because i've also played spider-man recently and so I was happy with just going on that 30 frames per second and just playing it that way. Um, once I did finish the game, I switched it over to 60 and uh, it still looks um, like great. still looks great, but you lose a lot of that, um, those extra details in the game uh, and yeah. it runs really well, which uh, yeah, which is probably the way I'll, I'll, I'll play it at this stage. And we get to that, that point where how do we run games now? Are we going to play it in 30 frames per second or we, playing with 60 and i think it just depends on the type of game you're playing um yeah. like we t- we'll talk about demon soul soon and yeah. their default way of playing that game is 60 frames per second whereas in spider-man it's 30 and if you change <laughs> to the fucking the cinematic mode in demon souls you're fucking out of your fucking mind i yeah. cannot understand why you do it the difference is so fucking negligible it mm. is ridiculous yeah, anyway. but uh, but I feel like in uh, in Spider-Man franchise, it's not really that big a deal. Like it works pretty well with the combat system they've got, and yeah. uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of just like what do you feel like you want to play it as? Um, uh, anyway, the um, man, the suits are really cool. The things they do with the suits. That did you end up unlocking the Into the Spider Verse suit I with did. the mod? Yes. Yeah, that stuff looks really cool. Um, I got the cat, yep. the cat uh, suit, cat backpack, cat backpack, cat um, pack. Yeah, that like that game is just uh, the one thing I don't like about it is they've changed their achievements layout and they made it a lot harder to get achievements this time around trophies, yeah. <laughs> and that's a bit annoying because um, you've got to do some 
some uh, some things to get some of those last ones. I think I've got three trophies left, and they're kind of like, hey, you need to kill 100 people with Venom Strikes or, um, or with Mines or something like that. I can't remember, but it's uh, it's a little bit a little bit more difficult to get them, but I'm pretty close. It seems like I might, I don't know, I might go back and might not. Um, but anyway, like I've, I've enjoyed the game. I thought it's, it's really cool. I don't think I've liked it as much as most people. Um, I don't think it's a better game than Marvel Spider-Man, uh, just yeah. because I feel like the story in that game is just so good and like the build-up uh, in that world is is really well-paced for the most part. Um, yeah, I think there's just a little bit this is a bit less going on here that uh it's a good starting point like if they were to do this but make it a fully like another 20 hour game or a 25 hour game like spread it out a bit more put another 10 hours of content in there would have been story content that would have been really cool um but yeah i mean they're killing it insomniac's done some good stuff so i'm interested to see what what happens next with them a lot of fun any other thoughts have you played any more uh, no, I haven't had an opportunity to play the... or I haven't had an opportunity to finish it yet because I've been playing one other game. Uh, you haven't finished it? I haven't finished Miles Morales yet, no. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm keen to, like, chuck it on the fucking pile at this point because, good, good Lord, it's just... Do you know where you are without spoiling it? <laughs> um... I don't know how to say it without spoiling it. I'm going after. I'm. I've infiltrated. Uh, a, a group. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think you got a yeah. little bit to go. Uh, yeah, I, I assume I do. Um, but I just keep fucking about and doing other stuff. Yeah. Because I just like swinging through the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. What's up next? I didn't put the time down on this. Um, Uh-oh. Call of Probably. Duty Black yeah. Ops Cold War. Oh, yeah. See, I want to play this as well. I want to play Assassins. I want to play fucking Cold War's campaign. is apparently good. Which, what the fuck? Uh, I want to finish this? Miles Morales. Um, Nate reckons. Nate reckons it's pretty good. Do you want and to talk about it? I can talk about it. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, I went on the Call of Duty Modern Warfare review trip last year. Um, and you and I both went on the reveal trip, right? Where yes. they revealed the game and we played a bunch of multiplayer. Um, I, I really liked Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, I think the weakest part of that game was their Spec Ops co-op mode, which is, it seemed like their shit Battle Royale is not going to be ready for what do we yep. do. Yep. And so they threw that in there. Because you remember, like, when we are talking about it on here, I was like, that feels like a Battle Royale map. And they yep. didn't have the time. And I fucking you called, called it, like, it off the bat. Like, yeah. um, and so that, and I, I really enjoyed the campaign. I think it's... Uh, They've done some good Call of Duty games recently, Black Ops, and uh, and then Modern Warfare. I think were some of the best ones to come out in the last couple of years. Um, this one, the campaign is okay. Uh, it's it's a spy thriller. 
it's a lot more low-key than some of the other Call of Duty games they've done, single-player yep. uh, single games. They, like, compared to last year, uh, it's a lot more low-key in terms of a bit slower-paced. Uh, it's not this giant action movie type spectacle thing it's uh you know it's it's you and a team going through and doing spy shit um and you kind of the story i guess is more interesting than what happened in modern warfare but you kind of see what's going on the moment you fire up this game you know where this thing is going right you've played a black ops game before you understand how they uh how these games sort of sprawl out and what their overall theme is. Like, there's no surprises here, even though they try and hammer it home to you. Like, ah, oh, I bet you didn't see that coming, but it's like, no, I've played I've played these games before. Like, I remember the numbers and things that happened with Mason and, like, where those games went. It's like, it's a Black Ops game. <laughs> You're not trying yeah. to fool me. Um, and so th- th- there's no surprise here at all with the story. Uh I guess the thing that is interesting that they do, and Treyarch has done this a bunch, is their branching storyline mechanics. Um, there are a bunch of sort of like objectives in the game where they'll give you a decision to make. I think the first one you come up across on the, the very first level is uh, you chase down a guy and it's like, do you throw him off the building or do you take him back and interrogate him? And that's like yeah. the first choice that you make. Um, and there's a bunch of them throughout the game and I don't think they pay off in interesting ways like right I mean I'll put it this way at once at at the very end of the game they kind of do a uh, like a where are they now type thing you know when you finish a fucking movie and it's like yeah. it's like you get a bunch of text and it's like you know Jimmy went on to play football and you're like oh, okay fair enough um, yeah. it's like a it's like that some of it and you're like alright fair enough cool <laughs> That's not a huge deal. And so there there are definitely moments in the game that uh, that impact what is going on. Um, but some of them also feel very unimportant. Like they just do not matter, even though they're trying to make it be a big, big deal. Um, sure. uh, the, the types of missions that you go on vary a lot. A lot of stealth stuff. Um, there's probably three standout missions in that that game that i really like one of them is amazing one of the missions is amazing there's another one where it's like uh you're you're a character i won't say who they are but there are multiple ways that you can sort of finish that level it's it gives you like you're in a location and it's like all right i need to get this objective done how do you want to do it and there's like six different ways that you can do it uh and then you go and do one piece of that objective and it's like all right what's the next step and then you try and and there's like two other ways that you can go and complete that next part. Um, that thing is really cool. That is like a departure from anything that I've seen in a Call of Duty in the last couple of years. Uh, just this kind of very fun little choose your own adventure. Like, how do you think this should play out? And uh, is it going to work? Um, so that was really a cool mission. Mm. And then there's a mission. I think it's the second last mission it's nuts it's crazy it's really well done it feels like it shouldn't be in this game it feels like it's a fucking uh like a ken levine mission or something like that like it's just bonkers it is in it's nuts it sure um, sounds like you don't think this is good 
you didn't didn't level this much praise at the fucking Modern Warfare fucking campaign. The criticism you've leveled so far is you know where it's going, which... Yeah. So? (laughs) So apart from those two missions, everything else is very... I think it's mediocre. Uh, There's there's three missions, maybe. There's another mission... um, (laughs) Uh, the way it plays out is again branching storylines. Depending on what thing you pick at the end, you get one of two ending missions, uh, and then you can go back and replay them and see how it happens if you pick the other the other setting. But even that last mission, it's it's a one of them can be finished in thirty seconds. The other one is like a, not even that. It's like a minute, minute and a half. Um, but yeah, that one of the missions is really quick. It's over and done with. Um, it's not that interesting and i think that's the point is that like there's a couple of missions in here that are really cool stuff around it is really cool like the um uh you and your your posse your team there's a giant board and there's names that you're up there and you're you're linking fucking wires together and uh, you're collecting evidence um and there's there's stuff that you collect that allows you to go into like side missions and if you get enough of that evidence and then you put the pieces together and solve the little like puzzle and then you can go and complete that mission um like that stuff is really cool but the, that sounds the actual like yeah but the problem is the missions from like mission one to mission two to mission three they're all just not interesting they're not they're not that exciting they're they're very boring like there was a lot more interesting stuff going on in modern warfare like they just felt more impactful um whereas this there's like two of them that you're like that was really cool but everything else i've done in this game is just so uninteresting and so boring um so that's why i kind of like uh whatever um it just didn't do as much for me as what uh like modern warfare did because i thought they had some awesome missions in that game like the safe house where you go in and you're in like fucking night vision goggles and you're slowly going through and like uh clearing out each room from room to room and people are like hiding under beds and stuff like that that stuff was really cool there's nothing that was one level yeah but there's multiple of them there's stuff that happens throughout that game that is really cool and here it's just like but you're saying there's multiple uh, Going on so much of modern warfare was tedious as fuck no, holy shit wrong. this i feel like i'm taking crazy pills here you're like modern warfare did this and this and this and cold war does this and this and this but it's somehow it's bad when cold war does it i just don't understand war, <laughs> modern warfare had consistently good levels whereas cold war has uninteresting levels and then like two good ones <laughs> I'm really extremely one. concerned about how bad these fucking bad missions must be if you thought uh, Modern Warfare had consistently good missions because yeah. holy fuck, Modern the Warfare first, the was first mission such a fucking bore to In me. Cold War, I failed, I think, four or five times. Have you considered getting good? <laughs> no. Um, and the, the reason I failed it was because they were just like, oh, you can't shoot that guy. Because he's right. the objective. And I'm like, but you've got a giant marker on him and he's shooting me. Like, why can't I shoot him? Oh, okay, I've got to shoot the other guy. It's just like stupid shit like that or like um, I, uh, sh- shooting fucking idiots that are running in front of me and my own team that I can't help. Like, it'll just be a headshot. I'm shooting my gun and he comes out of nowhere. Headshot dead. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fun. Um, 
yeah, I just don't think the levels are as interesting. We've we've seen that um, the one of the first ones they showed the the Fast and Furious mission where you're in a you're in a car and you're chasing the plane like that. It's just it, it's not a good mission. <laughs> it's so boring. It doesn't play out the same way that you you've seen it. You just shoot a bunch of people and you're literally in a car just driving, just shooting cars. You could probably finish that mission without fucking shooting cars because they're just. It's just a set piece. It's not fun. Anyway, I I think that there's some really there's some excellent there's like two excellent missions in that game, and the rest of them are just not great. It just seems like th- they needed that that year that extra year because they 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 were missing a year, right? Treyarch came in and took over from yeah. Sledgehammer, and yeah. they've had two years to make it, and it just feels like they had some like they just needed more time on it because it's just so ordinary in some of those missions like it needed more time to flesh out it only it's a really short game you could probably finish the main companion in about four hours maybe less um it ain't hard it's not a hard game but like there's there's sprinkling like there's really interesting things that are going like i feel like if they had more time to flesh out that campaign it would have been amazing but instead they had uh, it felt like they spent a lot of time on that last level, <laughs> and then we're like, let's work backwards because that, that yeah, that last level is fucking bonkers. It is really good. Um, I would like if you if you don't want to play a fucking four hour campaign, just go watch it on YouTube because it's so cool <laughs> what that last level is doing, and I, and I want to go back and see like because i said there's choices you can make in the game um and uh what happens if you decide to make different choices and that sort of thing uh, and how that level sort of unfolds would be interesting because uh yeah it's 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 insane so anyway that's the their campaign um i don't think it's as good as modern warfare but uh there's definitely some really good like two missions in there that are awesome that you should check out and see um i just wish it was fleshed out a bit more than than what it is because it's pretty light uh what else did we do we played some zombies zombies yeah i don't <laughs> i don't like it as much as the last you're one fucking oh. cooked cut what the fuck just because you just because you're garbage at it doesn't mean it's bad luke i, I want you're so used to being good at games and then <laughs> only playing good games that you yeah. have somehow conflated being good at a game with it being a good game. And that mm. is not the case. You are awful at zombies. I'm and amazing. Might, I, I some won of, every so, single time. Some of it might be the ping. Some of it might be the ping. But a lot of it is your clear, clear lack of, uh, like, zombies knowledge. Like, you don't appear to know the best ways to play zombies because you will pick up a fucking insta kill when there's one fucking zombie left in the fucking wave and that'll be it like well all right well we pissed away (laughs) that insta kill i like Uh, playing games on hard mode fucking good lord (laughs) Um, we were playing oh better still we were playing on hard mode i don't know if you know this but we didn't like there's a pack a punch that thing we go through the portal for uh, and then we, like, build something in the center of the the 
area once we turn the power on. That's the yeah. fucking packer punch. I couldn't fucking find it. It turns out it's the thing we built. And mm. once you upgrade your weapons, me and Nate were playing with just like two of us as opposed to like, you know, even without you. And at first I thought things were just going smoother because you weren't there to fuck everything up for us. But it turns out things are going a lot smoother because we were upgrading our fucking weapons at all. Um, we were playing with like completely unupgraded weapons the entire <laughs> the fucking time. Weapons. Yeah, we still made it a fucking level twenty three or some shit. That was a fucking decent effort, uh, yeah. considering we had garbage. But um, yeah, uh, I, I just don't think they're fleshed out as much as that last. What they did in, in Black Ops, there was like three missions, three different maps in there. They were a lot more detailed. There was uh, you, a lot you of. Don't, we don't know how much detail is in these fucking maps yet. Isn't it? Is there well, just in one this map? one map, we know how much how much detail there is in this map yet. There's certainly one, only one map, as far as I can see. That yeah. is true. I will not dispute that. But the idea that it's not as detailed, I. I, uh, I object to that because mm. we haven't really explored the depth yet. We haven't really fucking gotten into any of the trying to break through the Easter egg stuff. We were too busy trying to play on ultra hard mode by never upgrading our fucking guns or exclusively I, I upgrading our guns by spinning to win at the mystery box, which yeah. is just the worst way to do it. Guess I got another blue shotgun <laughs> green pistol. All right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was it was not our most efficient effort, but yeah, like for the life of me, couldn't fo- like I think the problem was we went to the the dummy and found you could upgrade using um, spare parts, but yeah. I saw like in my mind I read that as okay, that's the way you upgrade in this. They've gotten rid of the packer punch. Mm. No, it's still there, and holy fuck, and you can spend you can upgrade using points. And it is ludicrous when you do. Yeah. And there's also three currency systems. I, I don't know why there's three currency systems in there either. There's like scrap, Red scrap coins and, and something. Yeah. yeah, it's just like... Uh, I just don't think it's as well done. Like it hasn't been as thought out as well as the last one where there was... You played it three times on ultra hard mode. Like this... this specific criticism of, of your assessment is going to sound extremely ironic when we talk about the next game but you played it fucking three times on ultra hard mode and you're like well i'm not thinking much about uh, how this is going around like i think we need to play more zombies before you fucking wipe it off the, uh, wipe the slate clean and decide to to throw out the baby with the yeah. bathroom no i'm just saying i don't think at this stage it's as good as Black Ops Zombies in the last the, the last one Treyarch did um alright I guess I guess <laughs> fine um let the record show that I was right the record won't show that that's ridiculous but but anyway yep. that's uh I haven't played any multiplayer in Cold War so no, I don't have it installed yet either, which is good because you can choose to not install certain things. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I installed the campaign and the zombies, and I was good at that stage. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if I'll play any multiplayer. Um, I might chuck it in there. Check out the, some of those new modes that they've got now. They 
changed a bunch of them, I heard. So <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, a little disappointed in the campaign. I, I you know, I still enjoyed parts of it. Um, I've had fun with zombies. I just don't think it's as good as the last one. So we'll have to see how it goes. Like once they start rolling out the uh, the Black Ops Cold War War Zone stuff, um, yeah, that'll be cool to see what's going on with that. Because once yeah. you play the campaign, you get a you're like, oh yeah, cool. I I see what they were kind of doing in Warzone. Like you see threads between Warzone mm. and some of the events they were doing in that and then what uh and what's going on in the campaign for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So it's uh it's interesting. I, I definitely recommend to check out that campaign to see some of that that uh that mission because it might be one of the best missions I've seen in Call of Duty in a long time. It's it's pretty bonkers. Alright, alright, okay. Yeah. Alright, anything else to add for Call of Duty? No. Let's keep going here. One more on the list is Demon Souls, another PlayStation 5 uh, launch game. Um, you and I are both reviewing this one as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, I don't think either of us have played Demon Souls before in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, also, we haven't talked about our thoughts yet together. So I don't know what you think. You know uh, what I yeah. think? So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. See if we're on the yeah. same page. Um, Let's see. <clears throat> obviously, you and I are pretty big From Software fans. Uh, yes. We, we got into it, I guess, in what? Dark Souls 2 was one of the uh, big ones for me. And yeah, I played a bunch of Dark Souls and then... But I played through all of Dark Souls 2. I didn't finish Dark Souls 1. Yeah. It sort of just dropped off for me. Um, and then I played through all of Dark Souls 2. And then I went back and finished Dark Souls 1. And yep. it turned out that I was literally at the last boss anyway. Yeah. So, classic. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, but huge fans. Huge fans of FromSoft. Mm. I'll tell you what. This um, this experience for me has been a lot different to the to the last couple of From Software games I've, I've reviewed. Because I think... Um, yeah, Dark Souls 2 was the last game that I played where mm. I'm playing at the same time as everybody else. Because <laughs> yeah. I think I've reviewed um, I reviewed Dark Souls 3, I reviewed yep. uh, Sekiro, Bloodborne, yep. uh, before the game was out. I think Dark Souls 3 was like three weeks before it was out. And that's a very different experience because you don't have anything to go off. You don't have... You don't have any guides you can go read. You don't have anything in the world that can help you, like signs that people have written down. Like you're going in blank. Um, yeah. And so playing, like I've kind of had different ways of playing that game now where I've had to go in and just have no idea what anything is and or how to how to accomplish anything. And the other one is the, the community dark souls or from software experience where you're talking to people you're getting all the information in the world you're looking up guides to try and see what the best way is to, to beat this boss um and so yeah demon souls for me is the first time in a while that i've played a from software game where i've had that that's knowledge around me uh, yep. being able to be like oh how do i do this and even more interesting it's in the game now like you can go into your playstation plus subscription and be like give me some hints and it'll tell you like 
here's hint one here's hint two here's hint three try some of these things yeah um yeah so that's a definitely a different way for me to experience this game so yeah i i uh i guess both of us had the luxury of having other people being able to help us out here (laughs) in terms of what's going on absolutely yeah yeah um in saying that i think um i think who made this blue point it's um it's not from software from what i understand they're using the original code uh and they've gone in and updated a lot of the assets and that's where most of the work is happening here is on a um visual side it's an amazing looking game looks fantastic runs great runs it yeah like i said before when we're talking about spider-man default mode to play this game is at 60 they have a 30 frames per second mode uh you don't need to play it on 30 seconds 30 frames per second because it looks amazing on 60 uh, after, I, the- after I finished my uh, my review, I went and had a squiz at the Digital Foundry comparison yeah. bit. I don't know if you... I haven't had a look uh, at it yet. It was this morning, yeah. Yeah, so as, as a rule, uh, I don't look at other reviews before I've finished writing my own, if I am writing a review. It's just... Mm. Uh, it's just... It, I feel like it negatively impacts my um, my review process yeah because you because um, you and i talk about it and you're like fuck luke's yeah. actually right i'm wrong this entire time it's, it's literally never happened <laughs> it is a bad game it's not the best game of the year <laughs> I was wrong. once again uh, i should have listened to him about call of duty call of this guy anyway um but yeah um so i i went and had a, a squiz and they did a side-by-side comparison of the performance and it is it is literally a bit of depth of tessellation what Mm. i think has happened is they have a cinematic mode that they were able to get to run at a chunky 60 frames a second uh they were able to do that deep tessellation at, at about like between 45 and 60 yeah yeah and they were like if we hard lock it at 30 then when we call it a cinematic mode then people can play that but the performance mode also never fucking drops the only time it ever dropped for me was when i either down the elevator uh no i didn't have which which elevator um a couple i think before you get to the spider Stonefang Tunnel. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. The, the, the slowdown for me was the, um, uh, what do you call it? The prison. When you load into the prison. Load every into time. the prison, exactly, yeah. Every fucking yep. time, yeah. Uh, and it's and it lasts for about, I don't know, 10 seconds, seconds. And then, not, yeah. Not even. Not even 10, yeah. Uh, or the other time I had it was I saved the clip on my PlayStation and I went and watched it. And then when I switched back to the game, it dropped frames. Uh, right. I actually had to kill the game and get it back up again. That was in Shrine of Storms. I don't think that's the game. I think that might be some sort of else. game switcher because I know that um, Xbox has been having issues with their oh. game switching as well. And the PlayStation's game switching is far less robust than the Xbox's. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
so I don't I don't chalk that one up to Demon Souls, but uh, yeah. no, yeah, played in played fucking Florence Road. You will literally not notice any difference. It is the yeah. fucking same. Um, and, you, and you'll be like, why was I ever playing this game on thirty anyway? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh I've my played. Lord. I think did I play Sekiro on PC? I can't even remember this stage. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We did. You yeah. Um, the, anyway, I've played a bunch of them on, on PC at this stage, so it's yeah. been running great. I don't know why you would pick it any other way, but uh, yeah, I think uh, this it, it's a, it's an amazing um, remaster. Like people are calling it a remake. I don't know if I'd call it a remake. This is a remaster. Yeah, uh, they're not changing any mechanics. It's it's, it's not changing really, fucking almost anything. Yeah, like the the list of things that changes they've made is like you could probably fucking name them on your fingers what do they did they've fixed an exploit that allowed you to dupe items uh which <laughs> yeah. makes sense uh they fixed some exploits where you could kill the bosses before you entered the rooms they were in hmm. uh with a bow and a lot of time some quality um, of life stuff small quality of life, life stuff like you can send shit to your storage without having to fucking like leave stuff on the ground and whatever the fuck. Um, you just press the button. Yeah, you just press the button. Um, I can't remember what else. I think Lance McDonald did a list. Right. Uh, but yeah. But for the I most like part, it's the visual upgrade. Like they've taken it and they've uh, they've. It's it's not like a HD upgrade. Like they've gone in and redesigned stuff, the world and uh, and and how it looks and all that sort of sort of thing. Uh, so I think if you're looking at it purely as a Demon Souls fan and yep. you want the best version of this game that looks amazing, like this is it. They nailed it. They've yeah. That's what you get. Um, I've seen people uh, complaining about they changed like the art direction. I don't uh, get that. I think this is like if, if you showed me this game, yeah, and didn't tell me who made it, I'd be like, From Software made this. One thousand percent. The people are people have been like, oh yeah, the the new fat officials, they look awful. Uh, this is the worst design. And then you go back and look, and they look like <laughs> like fucking uh, racist caricature, like blackface minstrels. And you're like, you wanted them to fucking keep that. Are you fucking out of your mind? Hmm. How the fuck? I, I, if I was like doing art at, at fucking Bluepoint, I'd be like, nah, I'm not. I'm not touching I'm not this desi- one. I'm not designing that model. Uh, good lord. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, I yeah, haven't no. seen those. Com- I've, I think I've seen like one or two complaints. Um, but that's not from anyone specific. Just as like a. Oh no, these complaints are. Uh, unsurprisingly almost always from people who are also upset that you can now play as a woman or some shit and you're like uh i think i'm starting or or that the first character that you meet is now uh explicitly a black person as opposed to just heavily implied to be Mm -hmm. a black person because the because he was blue he was a blue phantom uh, and yeah. you can really tell before, and now they're like, "Oh, you know, injecting SJW politics," and you're like, <laughs> "You people are unhinged." 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. None yeah. of this matters. All of this is objectively an upgrade, and I'm sure, I'm sh- like this is th- this was all done in heavy duty consultation with From. Like hmm. From approved all of this shit. It's not yeah. like they just fucking went and fucking did it. And they're, and they're like called up Miyazaki and they're like, "Hey, cunt, check out what we've done." And he's like, "Oh, all right. Well, I don't know about some of these changes. I really like the minstrel show shit." No, this is like whenever anyone, like whenever the thing EA complains about when they make a Star Wars game where they're like, oh yeah, we make any changes at all and we have to send it through 16 layers of fucking Disney Disney and Lucas, (laughs) LucasArts, because they're going to approve every, like, oh no, that's... It's um, wrong shade of blue. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that that we wanted blue RGB 255... 138 139 but that's 138 138 and that won't do so uh i'm gonna have to get you to start from scratch on that one and you're like all right okay no that's all like that's basically the situation here the yeah from team approved all this shit so let it go cunts this is objectively far better a far better version of a honestly pretty bad game. game. <laughs> a bad game. Controversial. <laughs> I think the thing This is the prettiest version of a game I don't like. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think uh, that's this is a um uh this comes down to you and I not having played the original. Um yep. and then also like they've improved upon it immensely. Like yep through dark souls dark souls 2 dark souls 3 sekiro bloodborne they've taken those mechanics you can see you can absolutely see like it, it's a, a time capsule and they've taken something the base foundation and improved upon it immensely um in terms of level design boss design mechanics they've streamlined a bunch of stuff and i think that if you are looking for a demon souls experience the best place to play it, this is it but if you're looking at it purely in terms of criticism and and how that game plays now, yep. it might be the worst in the franchise. I agree. I'm, I'm, oh, I I'm not saying it's a bad game still. I'm, I'm just yep. saying, you know, like we're, we're arguing John Wick, John Wick 2 and John Wick 3, right? Yes. I, I still Except- think it's the worst in the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right like the the problem i think we both have is that we never like we were introduced when they had fixed a the bunch problems. of shit yeah and so we've only ever known things like like fucking if you've got like kids who never had to like get up to t- change the fucking channel on the TV, right? Mm. And so if they, if you took them back and you gave them a TV where the only way to fucking change channels was to get up and do it, but it was change also in 8K with, like, HDR 10 plus and fucking, or HDR 12 or whatever the fuck they're up to now, and, like, mm. fucking, it's doing 120 frames and it's the fucking best screen of all time, but you have to get up and change the fucking channel. Yeah. Uh, 
people would be like, this thing is fucking cooked. You're fucking high. And meanwhile, I'd be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I remember doing this. It's fine. This is still the best screen I've ever had in my life. Uh, this thing is glorious. It's just, yeah, that's not ideal, I suppose. But, like, I don't care. Give me, give me that fucking goodness, right? Mm -hmm. That's the problem, right? I 100% understand that our perspective is mildly skewed, but at the same time, we're hardly the only fucking people that game didn't sell like the. the, the they were niche games. Dark Souls and and Demon Souls were niche games. That franchise didn't blow up until Dark like, Souls Two. Yeah, at like least. after Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're hardly the only people who never experienced Demon Souls. You couldn't even fucking buy it, uh, like in in Australia for like a full year after it came out or whatever the fuck. Uh, I actually have a copy because uh, it's this exact same way I wound up getting fucking Dark Souls is because um, my twin brother was visiting. And uh, we were, like, in the city, wandering around, killing a bit of time, and we went into a JB Hi-Fi. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got to get this game. And it was fucking Demon Souls. Uh, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll do that. And we cracked it, took it home, cracked it into the PS3. I'm, like, dead in a fucking heartbeat. I'm like, yeah, not really the... Uh, not really the mood I'm going for right now. Um, why don't we just play, like, I don't know, Rock Band or some shit. Singstar, probably. Uh, <laughs> and we got drunk, play Singstar instead. And then I never fucking touched it again. Mm. Um, but he raved about it. He raved about Demon Souls. He is going to fucking hate my review when he reads it. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, right? Like... All we've got to go on is the fact that we have played the game, these games, with all of their improvements. And but so also, all you can see when you play Demon Souls is a fucking laundry list of, like, shit they've done better. <laughs> like, but how can you not see that? Even though you've played, like, you going back and being like, oh, yeah, all this stuff was fixed. Well, not fixed, but they've mm. improved upon it in the next couple of games. And I don't think that's bad criticism <laughs> like it's nostalgia they, they like, fixed it like it's literally something they went and did yeah i i i, I write it in my review right uh i have a i love my little hypothetical arguments but uh i write like specifically if this system is actually good why do we never see yeah. it again yeah. because Oh, maybe because it's bad. Maybe because yeah. this is a bad system. Maybe because... Maybe fucking inventory management is a really dull fucking way to to like, to like do any of this shit. The, oh, did the, you feel that? Hey? Uh, Todd Howard, I felt like he rolled over <laughs> for a second there. <laughs> we, we were waking him from he was like, slumber. What? <laughs> Someone just said my name. Someone was shitting on inventory management. I don't fucking think so. And then they crash open the fucking smash through the fucking window, crash open the door, and like, oi, 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 and they beat the shit out of me. I yep. wake up on a fucking cart. It's done. Somewhere. 
in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, inventory management. Holy fuck! I could not believe the first time it came up. I, I absolutely, one hundred percent, was paying a lot of attention to my like what you were weight. Yeah, because- I was like, where is all this? Why am I so fucking fat? I was fat rolling for half of that game. I didn't know I could roll properly. I just thought this is how I rolled. <laughs> fucking, yeah. It comes up and it's like, uh, you've exceeded, uh, if you pick this up, you'll exceed storage or some shit. Uh, do you want to send it to your storage? <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> me too. I'm like, uh, this doesn't feel like a good time. Mm. Uh, and then eventually I, I just got good at pressing X and start. Like, anytime I saw anything, I didn't even give... I wasn't even fucking... It didn't matter. None of this shit mattered. I knew what I needed. I had this stuff on me. Fuck the rest of that stuff. Like... Yeah. yeah. And and then on top of that, you can put things like crafting materials in your inventory storage space and still use them. They don't need to be on you. Yeah. Like, oh. So, in that situation, (laughs) it just feels like, oh, so... I'm just moving shit now. I'm just moving stuff around. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just get somewhere safe and spend the next fucking two minutes yeah. pressing X, send to storage. X sends storage. Oh, sorry, X sends storage. How many? Confirm how many. X sends oh. storage max. X sends storage max. Yeah, this is fucking engaging. I'm fucking. I'm feeling fucking good about this. This is so much better. I'm so glad that they've finally brought this back in Demon's Souls because it was definitely missing from every other fucking Souls game. Pointlessly fucking... <clears throat> oh, emptying my bags. So mm. fucking dumb. Um, so anyway, so that's the worst. And I hate it. Uh, but I guess you got to keep it in there because you're remastering this game. Well, yeah, because um, you change that. People would be well, you gotta upset. Have, you got to give people some reason to go talk to Storage Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have, I love their names. I love their naming system in <laughs> Souls games. They're so bad. They're like, they're, we're of the same energy. I am the worst at fucking names. Like, A, my nickname is Joby. And B, like, anytime I make a character in any game and I am not using Joby, it is whatever I've seen recently. Um, yeah, um, <clears throat> Mouse Bottle. Uh, it's, it's, it's me, Joe Mouse Bottle. Uh, that's me. Either that, or if it's a lady, uh, I call her Doctor Chase Meridian because hmm. she's an all timer. But um, yeah, it's like I don't know, man. There's so much in it that I'm just very yeah. glad doesn't exist. I mean, it feels like the thing is right. It's I said it's a great version of a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's like you said, this is like the comparing the John Wick franchise, right? It's yeah. it's just got some really bad elements. Maybe some John really Wick is bad elements, right? Like because John, John Wick doesn't have any any really <laughs> shitty elements, but well, I guess Ruby Rose. But uh, apart from her, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you look at like. That I was playing this game, and I think I messaged you guys, and I was like, where the fuck are the bonfires? Like, yeah. the first level, the palace, I was playing so cautious, because I'm like, I've been playing this fucking level for 40 minutes. I'm not dead yeah. yet, but yeah. how the fuck do I get back here? <laughs> what is going yeah. on? Did I miss the bonfire? No. Yeah. There aren't any bonfires in this game. Holy Which shit. Which is 
hypercooked. On saying that, that first level is kind of like a baseline of the way that the franchise. I don't know what you call it, man. I read in my review. I wrote the Souls franchise. I feel like that I encapsulates because I don't want to write Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro. Like it's a pain. some people go with like Soulsborne, right? Yeah, but then that's but that Sekiro. puts that gives too much weight to Born, uh, Bloodborne, and yeah. it doesn't deserve it. Bloodborne's a Souls game, and it can just fucking deal with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but like you sort of exploring this world. And then understanding that they're, oh, okay, yeah, no, there's shortcuts here. And it's taking me back to, I don't know what that thing is called, Arkstone. Um, and, uh, the bonfire. <laughs> the, yeah, it's a bonfire. It's a fucking bonfire. <laughs> right. And, th- and then you finish that first level and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. I get it. I get it. Like, fair enough. I've, I understand. But then you start getting deeper in the game and it doesn't do that anymore. Like now, all of a sudden, it's a linear level, and you're going from point A to point B, and you're just slaying things and getting past them, getting to the boss, dying, and then going, all right, you've got to go back to start. And it's not a hassle killing these things because you can do it pretty easily, but it's killing a bunch of these things and then getting back to the boss. Whereas in um, future games, they've understood, like, all right, unlocking shortcuts and putting bonfires here, and like, it just felt. What more, level are you talking more, about in this instance? That's, so I, felt like, I felt like they it was mostly unlocking shortcuts. Um like the level I'm on now, um Oh shit, I can't think of it. Um the uh the one with the Reapers. Um Yeah, fuck that level. That the level, level before is, that? Holy shit, that level uh 4-2 it's called or the yeah. uh adjudicator archstone um yeah. that level might be the worst level in any souls game okay and i cool. i fully understand the weight of what i'm saying in that i'm not it's not the worst boss fight uh because that will always be the better chaos uh nothing can ever fucking compare to that even the last boss fight in demon souls which mm. is i'll let you find out about that but <clears throat> It's it's not great. It's still not worse than better chaos, but uh, yeah. Fuck. But, but what I'm saying is that there's sprinkles you of can... those types of levels. These linear levels where you're going yep. from point A to point B. Um, the level before that for for one, I'm assuming, is what it is. The yep. uh, there's a shrine um, of storms. Th- that's a very linear level. There's a there's a boss blocking your view, but you kill him, and you're pretty much going from point A to point B. Like there's no, yep. there's not really any shortcuts. Like there's sprinkling. But that, of that boss is the shortcut, right? Like, sure. But he like I like killed him. Killing him is the shortcut. And I'm still there going is a like there 30. is a very. Do, do you know there's like a huge level skip area, like an area uh, for a level skip. You can you can skip. 90% of the level. So I co-opt that. Which, that which mission? Which level? 4-1. Uh, Shrine of Storms. You can yeah. skip a shit ton of it. Uh, so I, I had to I had to play that level in jolly cooperation because uh, of the other huge fucking flaw in, in Demon's Souls, which is the world tendency. Uh, I don't know if you've encountered this at I all. I don't understand it. No, because it's not even a it's little bit explained. explained. It is, 
when something is deliberately obscure uh, for the purposes of uh, being frustrating, you would call that obtuse, right? Yeah. That's what this is. Wild Tendency is obtuse. It is just bad. It is bad. And lo and behold, why? Like, if you, if you like it, why did we never see, see it, it again. again? Or when we did see it again, and I... This is in my review. Uh, why did we see it? Why did we see its impact in Covenants? The reason is because you have to actively engage with and join a Covenant. That is a personal, active player choice. Not something you can do accidentally that fucks your game to the point of near no return. Which is what I did to myself. I, uh, I was... Farting my way through the Shrine of Storms, uh, I noticed that the Skellies, because uh, uh, I big-dicked this game. <laughs> so allow me to clarify up front that I'm not saying uh, I fuck like I'm not saying the game fucked me. I fucked the game up. It is entirely my fault. There's no question about that. Uh, I am owning up that, to that entirely but like it was via my actions through my actions that the game got fucked right 100% cop to it I absolutely do but uh, <clears throat> nevertheless it should not have resulted in me being punished in this form because I can't have known at the time that what I was doing was leading to this punishment every other time you were punished in a Souls <laughs> game including Demon Souls, it is very obvious what you're being punished for. You're being punished for running up a set of stairs and trying to roll past an enemy uh, and slipping off the edge and dying to gravity. Punished for it. You're being punished for taking that extra swipe when you shouldn't have taken it and getting hit one, more, one too many times and dying. Punished. Uh, you're being punished for trying to run back to your souls too quickly and making a fatal error that means you lose all of them. You're, like, punished. And you know why you're being punished. And the appeal of a Souls game is that you know enough that you can rectify or not make that ma same mistake again. Or if you do make that same mistake, you are, understand the fucking gravity of the situation, the ways of it. You know what you did. But... With World Tendency, you've got no fucking hope if you haven't fucking looked up a guide. Uh, and I was trying to play this game. I, you know, we didn't really Without talk about it. But... Yeah. Exactly. I had a... Um, Cleb very helpfully gave me a brief. There's like a guide you can get that sort of very briefly tells you what you need to do. And it's like, go to World 1-1. Uh, finish World War One, One One. Finish World One Two. Uh, unlike find this character. Um, find this character. Beat this boss. Go to World Two One. Find this character. Find this character. Go to World. Uh, beat this boss. Go to World Three One. And it, it goes through like that. It doesn't say now turn left. Go up the stairs. Kill three enemies. Find this item etc etc hit this wall for like hit this wall to find a secret door or something like that it doesn't say anything like that because what i want is 
the fucking barest, right? I've, I've We've definitely spoken about this before. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it in reviews of Souls games and stuff. I don't know. We've definitely talk, talked about it again uh, before, but playing a game, a Souls game, you exist on two ends of a spectrum. You're either an explorer or a tourist, mm-hmm. and nobody is like full one or the other unless like they have 100 percent like committed to that concept like when we were like when we play the games before the fucking they're out right we are full-blown explorers but even then like i remember you know with all, all the of the ones level. that i played the lava right? level you, in deep dark souls when you're yeah. like what are you talking about you dickhead that's no lava level yes uh, like you wind up in these situations where like you're still talking about it. So you even then you're not a hundred percent explorer. You get like, there's little parts, you know, something from someone who's gone before people who've gone to different areas before yeah. you and you share that knowledge. You can be a full blown tourist. If you just, you know, watch someone play it online. Um, because then you, you, uh, like give away, um, uh, voluntarily the dexterity portion of, of the game um but yeah most or well, everyone exists somewhere in between you can be mostly a tourist by following that in-depth guy that tells you where to turn when to hit and all that kind of shit or you can be mostly explorer by not using any guide at all and me i would say i stray towards explorer but i'm not fucking i'm not ashamed to do a bit of tourist stuff i you know i'm not fucking whacking away weeds to get through the fucking jungle i'm going down a path that someone has already cut and it's still a dangerous path but uh yeah i'm not discovering it for the first time i'm not creating the fucking um path myself anyway the point I'm making is that uh, I was playing in a way that did not explain what World Tendency was. And what happened is I noticed that uh, the Silver Skeletons uh, of World 4-1, uh, Shriner Storms, mm-hmm. would roll up to me. And then when they hit me, if they hit me, uh, they would kill me in one hit. I was a one I was one shot. Even with the cling ring on, I was a one shot. Hmm. But... Mm-hmm. If I went to human form and fucking anyone who's played Demon's Souls knows what's coming now. Uh, if I went to human form, I would die in two hits. I had just enough health that I could survive a single hit um, provided they didn't, you know, uh, clip me when they rolled into me with their swords, which does happen and is annoying, but it is what it is. So I played through it and I was, I had a fuck ton of those ephemeral eyes. And so I just pop one when I died, I'd get a bit further. I'd pop one, I'd go back in again. And I decided to quit the level and go somewhere else when I was going through the fucking tunnels underneath. And one of the fucking skellies like hit me through the wall with a sword and it killed me. And I'm like, ah, fuck this shit. Um, I'm not, I'm not staying here. I'm, I'm going to go away and come back. I'm, too fucking grumpy at this level at the moment um and so i went away and i went and beat 3-1 uh the tower of latria the prison level uh went and beat it walloped it pretty yeah, easy i did that actually. one go 
Um, I took. I think it took me like three attempts, uh, mm. but the run back wasn't that difficult. And uh, those fucking octopus face dudes were actually pretty they're, good. They're harder than the boss. That was harder than the boss for me. Oh, I, f- <laughs> I found them super easy, and they w- they kept dropping uh, spice, which right. uh, you're as a magic primarily user, a magic so. user, I needed a lot of spice. Um, yeah, and yeah, a lot of enemies are easier as a magic user. Hmm. Uh, it turns out being a magic user is like easy mode. Um, I had to look up how to use magic in the game because I'd never used oh, magic yeah. in a Souls game right. before. <laughs> I had to look it up like three times as well because each time that I did it, I'm like, I've got a staff and I still can't use this fucking thing. And then eventually I was like, oh, I need a talisman. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because yeah. all I'm using is, oh man, what's it called? Is it evacuate? It sort of just teleports you back to the Nexus without spending your souls. It was just oh, like, okay. if I ever found myself in a situation where I was like, uh, I want to go back to base. Like I've got, I've got a bunch of souls. I could probably level up. I don't really want to die here. Right. That's the only time I would use my magic. Uh, yeah. Sword and shield, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in new game plus now and I'm still using the buckler that you get at the start of the game as yeah. my shield, uh, because it, it's got a huge parry window. Uh, and so I've got that. I've got a Crested Falchion, uh, Crescent Falchion plus five, which you can get one of from uh, the Shrine. You get the plus one version from the Shrine of Storms. Hmm. Um, and it scales on magic damage. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's about as good as your sword would be basically mm. like for you based scaled off strength i'd wallop you about as hard if i if if you got hit by me i mean the the fucking flip side is that i uh you're probably wearing armor and <laughs> no, i'm not <laughs> i had armor on this is what i was talking yeah. about i was fat rolling everywhere and i could yeah, never yeah. find any armor that was like as good i think that's another thing is like the game doesn't give you a too good a reason to like switch stuff that you've got um, yeah. whereas in the other games I'm like oh yeah this is new sword I think I can do something with it or new armor whereas <clears throat> I think there's one other armor set like heavy armor set that I found and it right. was pretty similar to what I've got um, yeah. I just switched away from it to leather armor so I could roll properly I've never yeah. had to use it still but <laughs> I just don't think that like it gives you good good incentive to switch any of that stuff I used my my default sword for most most of my playtime. I only just yep. switched to a new sword like a couple levels ago. <laughs> it's yeah, 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 exactly. Um, anyway, so I'm uh, I, I go through the Tower of Latria. I beat her in a couple of attempts, um, and I'm like, hey, well, I've done that one. Uh, I'd skipped it because I wanted this Crescent Falchion I was playing, and um, <clears throat> uh, Barry McBruce is like a demon souls fiend and he yep. was like oh you've got to do you've got to go get this sword if you're playing a magic user it is the fucking tits man and so i went and got the sword in hmm. shrine of storms uh went did tarot latria and then i go back to shrine of storms and as soon as i spawn in this uh red phantom uh fucking sprints over to me and one shots me i'm in human form 
So I was surprised to be one shot. I also uh, had upgraded my vitality uh, by like two points. So I was even more surprised to be one shot. But nevertheless, I get one shot. I'm no longer in human form. I'm straight to soul's form. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck just happened? I attempt to beat him a couple of times. Uh, it doesn't go so well. Um, I'm like, he's just relentless. And he dodges all of my attacks. And he's just like up in my fucking shit. Uh, I've got like uh, Soul Ray, which is the I think the fastest firing fucking spell in the game. Like, And it belts. It's like mm. Soul Arrow, but fucking better. Uh, I'm casting that. It's not fucking like... He, keeps dodge rolling away uh and i'm just in a uh, fucking pickle and then uh i managed to get him down to like fucking five percent health and he heals back to full and i'm out of mana and i'm out of fucking options hmm. I, i'm like barry what the fuck has happened he's like oh yeah your world tendency's gone full black You're but how did you do fucked. that dying in human form if you die in human form right like eight or nine times in a level i think uh, i think it's nine times mm. it goes to full pure black tendency oh. and uh more enemies spawn in every enemy hits harder every enemy has more health uh and you have proper fucked your game you're right i don't run around in human form so i don't I well, know. I wasn't. I wasn't either, except for the fact that I, like, I had made the connection between being able to live through mm. two hits from these fucking skellies, and needing to actually somehow get through this thing. When, as a fucking magic user, uh, like, I don't know, fucking six or seven of the fucking enemies are in uh, in tunnels. So I don't really have the space to fucking... Like, they roll up on you as soon as they fucking aggro you or see you. Uh, and I'm a magic user who can't get enough fucking separation to cast a fucking spell. So half the time, I will take a hit before I get my fucking spell off. And I need to be able to fucking do something about that. And so, yeah, I'm like, well, I need to, I need, I need to be able to live through that first hit. Um, so I'll, I'll pop a humanity or whatever the fuck they call in it's the ephemeral eye pop a fucking ephemeral eye and i'll live mm. that makes sense um i like in my mind the cost was the existential threat of being invaded which could have happened and i would have been okay with that uh because you only get invaded when you're a human um or against a certain boss fight and the other one was i would be expending all of my ephemeral eyes which would be you know that's that's the cost right they're they're not i have a lot of them but they're not i don't have infinite amounts i can't do this forever i will have i, I think i had like 15 right yeah. i'm like i'll have 15 attempts and if i can't do this then i can't do it anyway so pure pure black world tendency meant that this dude would spawn in and wallop me. I had my fucking buckler. Uh, when I, I... I could parry him. Um, and when I did parry him, 
I would do about 15% health on a repost, mm -hmm. uh, which is not nearly enough. Uh, if I didn't parry attack, I would do about 2% health on a swipe. So my options were pretty fucking limited. I couldn't hit him with the magic uh, unless he stopped fucking rolling. I couldn't fucking... I needed, I think it was eight successful parries in a row, um, which, but if I failed even one of them, I would die. I was in a spot of bother. Hmm. Uh, and, and if I got all eight successful parries in a row, uh, when I got to the seventh one, he would heal back up to full and I would need another eight. And so, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. This game seems broken. I couldn't run past him, which is what you do in a Souls game when you encounter an, encounter an enemy you don't want to have to fucking deal with. Like yep. the fucking Dark Wraiths in um, two or... Th no, one. In one, the dudes who, like, fucking grab you and steal your humanities. Uh, yeah, couldn't run past them. Uh, although, yeah, I just... I, because when I got past him... Well, first of all, there was another. There was a skelly next to him, so I also couldn't fight. I, I had to fight him in a fucking phone booth because if I went too close to the skelly, I'd aggro that as well, and then I'd have to deal with that. Uh, I couldn't. If I ran past him, there were extra fucking skellies up the fucking stairs that I had to get past. Uh, like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I don't think I can finish this game because I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. Like. Theoretically, my only option is to beat every other level in this game and level up immensely so that I can beat this guy. Yeah. He's not supposed to exist at the point that I fought him. He has a higher health pool than the boss of Shrine of Storms, the boss of the level that he's in. He like he had as much health as the boss I literally just beat in Tower of Latria. Like he's not supposed to exist at the point that I was in the game. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Fucking Lobos could beat him, you know, as a one bro or some shit and get his sword and, you know, yeah, okay. The best Souls streamers in the world, Happy Harbour fucking whatever, could do it without ever getting hit and you're just shit joke. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. That's not the way that Souls games are built, right? They're not built upon systems that punish you for actions you, like, without telling you you're making a mistake. And, oh, yeah, well, you can tell that your tendency is going to pure black because the little icon up in the fucking corner uh, shifts color. But it's, there's, like, fucking 10 grades of color yeah, and it is a extremely gradual fucking shift that you don't even fucking notice. Or, you, oh, you could have gone to the, the menu, the tendency menu. Again, the same fucking thing. It doesn't explain the concept of world tendencies on the tendency menu. So I, I don't think I could have understood. I, there was, I, it didn't seem to me, right, like there was a fucking way out for me to, to understand this. And, again, we wind back to... Why did we never see world tendencies again in any other fucking Souls game? Because fucking FromSoft know that system is fucked. It is a badly designed system. And they know it. Mm -hmm. And so, 
they got rid of it or they changed it into a system where you actively have to engage and accept the consequences of your decisions. Like, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, I played through that level with Cleb. Yep. This, this was the 40-minute long point of this story. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I played through this level with Cleb because I summoned Cleb in as uh, for some jolly cooperation. He had a character, a new character that he'd started who was uh, low enough level to actually join me. Yep. Summoned him in. Uh, we walloped this dude. Uh, it took two attempts. Um, but the trickiest part was making sure we were doing damage while he was trying to heal, which was always the trickiest part. Uh, the upside was that I had enough fucking mana left to really pull out the fucking, pull out all the stops. Like, instead of, when I had to do it on my own, I had to be conservative with my fucking magic so I could pull out all the stops when I got to the point where he was about to heal, because then I had to really fucking wallop uh, to stop him from doing it. Nah, with Cleb there, it was fine. Got through it, killed him, uh, rolled on up, and if you go all the way up onto the tower uh, where those archer dudes shoot you, the archer skellies shoot you from, if you go over the other side, you can, like, sprint roll onto the wall and then drop over the wall... And it's a shortcut, a shortcut, sort of, that you'd somehow have to, like, it It certainly looks like a glitch to me, but, uh, yeah, you can then, like, there's two more enemies before the boss, yeah. um, and you're at the boss fight, and you can do the boss fight. Mm-hmm. We did the boss fight in one, one attempt. I probably didn't even need Clem for that. He was extremely weak to being lasered in the face by... Uh, by my soul ray, so and he didn't really have the capacity to fucking do anything about me, so that boss got walloped, and then Cleb went away, and on I went into 4 2, the worst level in the fucking game. What a piece of shit level! What a fucking dog turd level. Where are you up to in it? Adjudicate um, Archstone. Uh, I can, I can, uh, I can kill the Reaper easily. Uh, I, I did all the patches stuff. Um, yep. Um, and then I've gone outside. You get shot yep. by the fucking flying squids, who are the most annoying things in the world. Um, yep. And then there's a couple skeletons that you can kill. I've killed them. Yep. And I think there's two more gold skeletons with big swords. I think yep. that's where I got to. And right. I, uh, I I stopped playing at that point. I haven't gone. I only died once there or something, but that, that's about where I'm at. Well, it gets so much fucking worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All of that is actually pretty much fine. You know, the, the Reaper's not that bad a fucking, not that big a uh, headache. Uh, his, his big lumbering Slenderman dudes. Not that big a headache. I think I can three-shot him, and he's dead straight away. Yeah. The the flying manta rays are pretty fucking annoying. Um, if you wear the thief ring, they most of the time won't aggro you. Uh, yeah, Skelly's on a fucking narrow cliff. Pretty annoying. Um, but yeah, not that bad. No. Once you get past those two gold skeletons, that level nosedives so fucking fast. It is 
ridiculous. I hate it, that level. Uh, mm. I'm so glad, so glad that the boss at the end of it is pointless. Utterly pointless. What a waste of time he is. Mm. Uh, yeah. You, you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you'll go with him because you've got a different build. But um, a lot of bosses in Demon Souls seems to be completely useless against any kind of fucking magic and yeah i think that's a that's the thing right is that um this game again sort of goes back to the level design being not as good as the following games and so you lose that tendency to jump into boss fights and be like all right cool like that learning ability of getting in there and learning the move sets and what it's weak to and what you should be doing because a lot of the focus is put on to the fucking getting to the fog door getting to the gate because it's such an yeah. effort sometimes because you're battling through all these enemies all the time um and so it, it becomes a point where i'm like i'm not gonna fight these i'm just gonna run past them fuck it like just, yeah. i'm just not yeah. having fun here and so yeah and then you get into the boss fight and you see the progress that they've made in the other games on boss fights because we're back at like there's I mean there's a couple of instances where there's phased boss fights but it's not really phased boss fights it's no. they're not like changing giant movesets or anything like that no. that occasionally they'll um, I don't know the the, um, the Tower of Latria the level after that there's the yeah. there's a boss fight something happens in that boss fight i don't want to talk about spoilers but like there are a couple boss fights that you go through where certain things do happen but it's not like dark souls 3 or something or sekiro where there's phase modes and they change their move sets so that you can't just do the same thing over and over again right because yeah. that is the majority of the boss fights in this game you find the one weakness and you exploit it for fucking five yeah. minutes and yeah. that's a boss fight. And once you figure out that weakness, it's kind of easy. Comic, comically simple. Yeah. yeah right. Like, and I know. Yeah. And I know you're not a, a huge fan of phase boss fights, but it sort of, it, it sort of, it sort of shows you like how much of those boss fights have evolved. And even though I can play a boss fight in um, Dark Souls three and die twenty times, I'm still having more fun in those fights than I am in the fights in demon souls where i'm dying four times but i'm just doing the same thing every single time like i'm just rolling out and i'm hitting the thing and i'm walking behind it and like there's no variety in it right they're not as exciting uh and so i think even though like i I, i'm okay with the phase fights i i enjoy the part where it's like you think you're about to do something and then it changes its mood set all of a sudden it becomes quicker and it's doing an extra type of hit and you've got to try and then all right, now how do I work out that pass? To, to me, it's like a puzzle. Like you're trying to My solve the problem. My problem with phase boss fights, hmm. right? I don't hate phase boss fights. I hate the I'm dead, lol, now I'm back. That's what I hate. They only do that I like think, once or twice. Uh, in, in Sekiro. <laughs> it's amazing it's, when it happens in Sekiro the first time. The first time, yes. <laughs> The last boss fight where it happens 18 times, yeah. not so much. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it just, if they've they've used that trick too many times, in my opinion. Um, no, I, I like, generally I like when, you know, you have a boss fight where you knock off 
don't know, you knock off their helmet and then suddenly they're like, their oh. weakness, so yeah. Or right. you cut its tail off or something like that. Yeah, or like, no, I'm talking about the ones where they power up. Oh, and they're okay. like, oh, now I've got to take it serious. You get them to like half health and now they've got a different moveset. I, I like that. Hmm. Uh, it does not happen here, um, mostly. No. The, like, I guess you could make an argument for it sort of happening. Sure. Uh, in a couple of... One case, maybe? Yeah, but it's not like those other games where it's... That's, no. that's the thing. That's what it does. Exactly, yeah. You find that one thing and you do that one thing yeah. and that's it. But you can, uh, in those fights, in the future games, you find that one thing and you do it five times and you get it to the next part and then you've got to find yep. the next thing and then yeah, you get exactly. it to the next part and it's these... Yeah, this this structured differently. Where in, in Demon Souls, you find the one exploit and you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do this for the rest yep. of the fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, Barry Barry put it pretty pretty well that the like Demon Souls, it's the level, the level is the boss. Yeah, and the boss is just the finish line. Uh, and yeah, I don't like that as a design philosophy. No, because honestly. like I said before, I, I, the most part, the enemies aren't a hassle. Like yeah. they're just a thing in the way of you getting to the level, to the, to the, to boss. the boss. Yeah. But that's, that's, but that's the thing, right? The, the, that's a, that's a dark souls philosophy. That's a dark souls mentality is like the, the level is just there to stop you from the funk door to slow you slow your journey to the funk door whereas in demon souls the level is there and the fog door is there is your like is your fucking bonfire it's just mm. there to be a bonfire they want you to enjoy the level and that i think is a huge problem in Demon souls because i didn't enjoy a handful of levels yeah some of them i fucking loved Oh, there's something uh, in there right. amazing. The first, I think the first level is really good. That, yep. um, the Tower of Latria, the second one, four two, was that the one you said? Uh, three. Two, I need I need to look it up. Uh, on, on also this thing, fucking four two one one. That is dumb. The 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 structure of the game of being like oh. you can play it in any oh. order, but here's the order you should play it in because people have played it. Like that is a giant pain in the ass. So, it's like, so ridiculous. Also, it's it's not like you should play it in this order. Like you should play it in the order listed because it gets progressively cuntier the yeah, higher up the chart you get. Like yeah, except for the stitch up of four being so far below five. Five as a like an entire run is hilariously simple uh it's just annoying because you get poisoned but you don't even get poisoned that fast and mm. everyone drops so many of those fucking flowers that by the time you like run through it you've already got enough poison cure for like 15 years right ridiculous um but yeah four is the enemies in four are so much harder than anyone in five four one is harder than anyone in five two or three or whatever the fuck that's a stitch up but anyway um yeah 
No, I did not like the ordering. I couldn't work out where I was supposed to go. I did one, 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 and then I did one, two, and then it wouldn't let me go through one to one, three because the fog was closed or some shit. And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Uh, I don't really understand. Yeah. And the thing we're talking the, the thing we're talking about, for people don't know, the one, one is like the level naming yeah. convention that people in guides have given them, and they're like, this is yeah. the order that you should play this game. Um, which I looked up because I didn't know yeah, um, what I should I'm be doing. I'm very used to it now because <laughs> I've been talking about the game with other people and yeah. this is the language that they use to describe it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I did... I, I don't know. I think Dark Souls did well designed better. Dark Souls 2 was a little bit more, like almost a little bit closer to demon souls really because there were these separate separated levels although it like took hubs. you in a linear part to them yeah yeah um, you're walking through you you weren't touching a, a shrine and being teleported you were just bloodborne does it like demon souls a bit with the gravestones hmm. in that hunter's lodge or whatever the fuck it's called yeah uh but i didn't hate it and no it's structured better Bloodborne because it sort of had a yeah linear, linear consistency a logic to it yeah um anyway uh yeah four two shit level a adjudicator archstone shit level um but yeah no there were some levels that I fucking loved some boss fights that were really cool I loved it have you done was it three three man eater archstone after uh, the man eater fight. Yeah, I think I have. Maneater? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's say yes. The, not the fight, but after the fight. Maneater uh, is the gargoyles. Tower of Lashley. Oh, no, that's where I'm at at the moment. Go do that. That's fucking amazing. That is an amazing, amazing. I mean, the run's a cunt. The run up is a cunt. Uh, uh, but it's that's short. the one. No, that's easy. That's the one problem I have with that fight is getting past the red. Squidman, who's always there, yep. and I don't know why he won't disappear. I kill him all the time. He just keeps spawning. Uh, He's a red phantom. No, no, no. After yeah, the man eater fight. I'm I'm not past it, so I don't know. Oh, you haven't killed the gargoyles yet. No, I I just got there. Like I'm sort of right. Okay, in okay. two areas at the moment, <laughs> or three. The next, the next one, the next one after that. Uh, it's like you've got to kill. I think eight, yeah. eight enemies, and then you're at the boss door. But it's still amazing. It's still yeah. pretty rad. The the problem uh, I have with the gargoyle fight is that, and I, this is why I left. I don't know it was broken, but he kept landing on top of a statue, and because I'm a sword dude, I can't hit him, and I don't know right. what was going on. He certainly didn't land on any statues for me. He was fucking there's up like, in my shit. I think it was a statue. You know, there's like it's a very long, uh, narrow. Uh, bridge type thing and there's these yep. pillars on each side and they just keep going yeah i think yep. there's like statues or something above them but he kept going up in the sky flying right. down and like landing yep. on them and i couldn't hit him right. because he was kind of just up there and i'm like cool all right uh, and then something else happened and then i was like all right this isn't cool right. uh, and then i went yep. and did it again and the same thing happened and i'm i left because i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing here I can't Maybe reach he gets it. to a phase. He <laughs> they die real quick to fire, mm. and I, the, the, by the time I got to this point, I had a spell 
Yeah. Um, that uh, turned the entire fucking world into fire. So uh, well, they I can't died. Him, so he died instantly. Yeah. For maybe me, they need a bar uh, yeah. or something. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. You should definitely have a bar around. What the fuck? Absolutely. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to add about Demon Souls? I feel like we're sounding like, pretty negative about it. Like negative. I didn't. I did not dislike my time. I'm just like. I've had I've had this ice cream before and it was better somewhere else if we want to talk about food. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's 100% it. Like, there's loads that I really fucking like about it. And if you have a PlayStation 5, uh, you uh, I don't think you're going wrong in getting it because it's the best looking and best performing fucking next-gen game, in my opinion. Um, there's, there's no game that does both of those things at the same time. Like, right. runs 60 in 4k uh sorry 1440p uh and um and looks as good as it does it's fucking awesome um but uh yeah i think it's important that you go in knowing uh, it's it's a 10 year old game it is a product of its time yeah exactly it is uh, a decade old and uh if you've played any other souls games and not this one what you're running into it is a situation where, like you said, you've had this ice cream before better elsewhere. Um, yeah. There have been significant improvements uh, since, and all you're going to do, or all I did, is sat there and thought, wow, gee, I wonder why this didn't fucking rear its head again. Wow. Yeah. Crikey. Hmm. How about that? Or, in the case of... Um, enemies who hit you through walls that happens yeah i've had that happen this yeah. like but it happened in dark souls 3 as well like yeah it's just something that fucking happens inexplicably because it just should um that's yeah that's it's a bummer that it's still in the game mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> like like i said um, i think it's a it's an excellent remaster you're getting that game, better visual fidelity, uh, runs amazing, but you're also getting the uh, the game that was delivered at its time. It, it you know probably an excellent game when it was released, but they've learned a lot. They've incorporated all these different types of mechanics that they've improved upon, and so going back and playing it, you're like, oh yeah, cool, I I get it. But also, um, like analyzing this game critically now. And picking apart a lot of the systems, um, you can see it. You can see the problems. And I, I'm, if if you and I went and played Dark Souls two, we'd probably see the same thing. Uh, like I had when I played Dark Souls a couple of years back, I was like, yeah, okay, uh, I'm I'm seeing the differences between this and the yeah. the other games. And you start to that's just the way you look at things. You can see the improvements yeah. they made, and uh, that's what I'm. That's what my review is for. I'm not I'm not going to be here to praise how amazing this game is and then not look at all the mechanics that are sort of a bit outdated at this stage. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if you've done much PvP, but um, you can cast a spell called Second Chance. Yeah. Uh, it's a miracle where when you die, you get res to 50%. Yeah. And uh, it is utterly dog shit that it is not only common, but considered to be par for the course to cast second chance when you invade someone's fucking world. That's just horseshit. Get the fuck out of here. 
Holy fuck. <laughs> Fucking back in my day, back in my day, mm. you didn't even Estes flask as an invader unless you saw yeah. the fucking hosted Estes flasking. You know That's what I'm saying? Like, the flask. Missed oh, that so yeah. much. Because again, it allows <laughs> you to experiment more, right? Because you're not wasting oh, well, yeah, resources. The, and- the strong upside to being a uh, extremely squishy magic user was that if, in general, if I got hit at all, I was dead, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really, really should have upgraded Vitality more than I did, but hmm. well, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's uh, Demon Souls. Um, you know, like, well, like we said, we sound like we're a bit down on it. That's not what we're trying to put across. I still am no. enjoying it. I'm just I, picking it apart. I scored an 8.5. That might be uh, higher than mine. <laughs> Fair maybe. Enough. Um I, I honestly, like, if we can go inside baseball for a moment, I found it really fucking tough to work out how to review a remaster. I just found that to be a big challenge, mm. in my opinion, uh, because, yeah, uh, like, you know, where do you draw the line between criticizing the the product as, as a whole and uh, like revering the the ability for Bluepoint to remake this game yeah uh, evidently very faithfully um, while also like upgrading everything about it oh yeah except for the except for the game the things they needed like why at what stage does sony buy these guys it's just like fuck it let's bring them on yeah yeah (laughs) like it's got to happen right if they if sony's not already actively engaging and trying to get from software bluepoint might be a good start to try and get them in, in to just uh give them either their own project or have them just be like yeah. we're the studio that's going to do upgrade like uh ports or, or remasters because that's pretty much what they've been doing for their entire career right and they're clearly very good at it um so yeah um i, I feel like this is a good showcase like it wouldn't be surprising if they were picked up by sony at some stage yeah. yep all right should we move on to some news um we got some things here to talk about. Not a lot, but there's a few things. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is getting an update, Job. This is after they were um, basically pretty adamant in saying that this game was done. No more future patches. They weren't supporting it anymore. It's it's over. Uh, yeah. We're now, I think, six weeks, seven weeks post-launch. No, maybe longer. I'm not something like that and they've confirmed today that they're adding free dlc free content to the game uh big wing tie defender new maps custom map matches and this is all coming uh first update is next week and then following from that there'll be another one in december uh is it too late is this is this already the ship has sailed the spaceship has sailed. i know you i know you think it has. <laughs> i think it has yeah uh, I'm keen to, to dip back into it when things quiet down a bit. Um, 
like uh, we we talked about it on on the Discord a little bit, hmm. but honestly, the fucking the repeated announcements that they were no longer doing anything with this game, like yeah. after it's released, it's a self-contained thing, and everyone knew that going in, and blah blah blah, and he's still saying it. Uh, like the producer's still saying that in the fucking tweet about this. Yeah. Which is fucking. We released Squadrons as a self contained game and we're clear about that up front. But thanks to an amazing outpouring of love and support from our fans, we're going to add even more stuff to the game for free. And it's like, I am fucking super grateful that you're doing this. Like, 100%. That's fucking sick. Yeah. But also. Uh, I would have not burned out on this game as quickly as I had if you would if you would just stop fucking saying you're never supporting this game again. Right, it's a time investment, right? If you're putting time into a game that is never going to get updated again, there's no more new content coming. What's the point? What's the point? Like a multiplayer game? Yeah, it's a multiplayer game. Like if it was a single player. If they if like if they've released Jedi Fallen Order and they were like and we will never be uh, doing anything with this again, you'd be like, it's fair enough, it's as fine. long as it's not fucking broken. Like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but this is um, primarily supposed to be a multiplayer game. Yeah, and they launched it. Yeah, which Weird. is yeah, just bonkers. Um, but yeah, like I loved the time I spent in that game in in squadrons um I, yeah it just felt moot once they said they weren't doing anything with it again mm-hmm. and i was like well okay fair enough yep uh all right so we might jump back into that once uh, the update drops i'm well keen apparently they're doing private matches so we can have custom matches so we can have some fucking uh some jewels and stuff mm. i reckon that'll be pretty entertaining yeah see how everyone goes yeah. All right. Next piece of news we've got Deathloop is has a new release date. It's dated for March, sorry, May twenty first of next year. This is the PlayStation exclusive game from um, Bethesda, and it's, uh, it's also going out on PC. Uh, what, what were you saying? It's a timed exclusive. Yeah. 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 Um, it's obviously uh, Xbox bought Bethesda, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, this deal was in place, so it'll be on the uh, PlayStation. Uh, for a little bit and then come out. I'm definitely curious to see this game and play it. It's, oh, it's I'm excited. It's a, I reckon this game looks fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, they, they do some good stuff over there at um, Arcane. Arcane. So don't fuck up. Yeah. Definitely keen for that one. Um, and they announced some yep. like DLC stuff or, or pre-order bonuses, but not that exciting. Next up. Last piece of news here we've got is the Game Awards announcement. Nominees, nominees were, were talked about this morning, revealed. Um, Game Awards are taking place, for whatever reason, on December 10th. Uh, <laughs> seems like maybe not a great day to have that. Unless It's, an, it's a, an odd choice. It's an odd choice. Uh, that's Cyberpunk Day, for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, Cyberpunk Day is not tomorrow, or at least... Would have been today for you, right? Was it the nineteenth? Would have been. Yeah, would, would have been, been today. Um, so they're going up against Cyberpunk for their Game Awards show. We might just quickly go through. Have you had a look at any of these yet? Or 
Uh, I'm just having a look now. All right. So we've got. So why don't we just go through them? I'll go through the game of the year list quickly. We've got uh, this is overall game of the year: Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Are there any surprises on that list? Anything you think is missing? General thoughts? Um, I can't think of anything that's missing off the top of my head. Yeah. What, what I might say is, um, just quickly, I, I, I've helped vote in these awards. Um, Survivor is a part of the jury. And so I've actually submitted my voting nominees for this. Um, and to give people an idea, there was a cutoff date for nominees. Um, and it was the release date for the PlayStation 5, which was um, the 15th, I think it was. Uh, or the 12th, sorry, it was the 12th. And so there are a couple of games in this list that are missing. In particular, I've seen people talking about stuff like Demon Souls is not here. Uh, Demon Souls code did not go out uh, in time, so that's why it's yeah. not there. Spider Man is on the list because Spider Man was giving out uh, like two weeks before the release of yeah. its game, and so there's a bunch of stuff on here that you'd be like, "Hey, why isn't this on the list?" Um, that is probably the reason. <laughs> there was a cutoff date, and so that's not there. Anyway. Okay, well, in that case, there is one surprise yeah. uh, omission, and that would be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because those codes were out in before the 12th, right? Um, they were, yes. Uh, again, you start running into issues where publications as a, as a group, places like yeah. um, even our publication, right? Uh, Survivor, you've got one person reviewing that game, and yep. then you've got all these other people that are part of that publication that haven't played yeah. it. And so that that ends up being, uh, and I can't speak for other outlets, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't take too much weight in these awards. At the end of the day, I think they're popularity contests. No. Yeah. Um, some some places do that. I wouldn't, I would do the voting differently if I had a choice because uh, I would do discussions and talking about, um, you know, how where I think these games should land as opposed to, which I think the way that most of these sites do it is like popularity contest, put your votes in and we'll mm -hmm. tally them up. And so when you've got some, you've got one person on the, the team that's played Assassin's Creed going up against eight people, nine people that have played, let's go with Animal Crossing or Doom Eternal. Um, it's kind of hard to win that argument when not everybody has played that game, which is why you start seeing some of these games on that list. So that's why I think Assassin's Creed is, uh, is not on here. <laughs> Yeah, right. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Uh, um I I I don't know. I don't know out of these which it will win. Maybe uh probably the last was. Right. Uh Final Fantasy Seven remake shouldn't be on there. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take a stab a and, and say that I think this is a three way competition. I think it's The Last of Us, yeah. Animal Crossing and Hades is the three. Hades um, would be fantastic. I would love that as an upset. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, popularity contest, I think those are the three games, but Animal Crossing, I think, has an edge above Hades. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think also there's been a lot of, there was a lot of negativity around The Last of Us Part Two. Um, True. And that obviously affects people's decisions. We saw that with previous games. So I think this one could go either way between The Last of Us and Animal Crossing. 
if you wanted to, you know, say a game was of the year 2020, Animal Crossing has a strong argument, even if I don't uh, like anything about it myself. Right. I, uh, neither I do I, so. and the things I've heard about that game is it's very Nintendo-y. It's the same stuff they've put out for. It's just... Yep. Yeah. Um, whereas those yep. other two games, uh, as much as... Um, I do not like the end game of Hades. I don't think it's very good, but again, that's just people's opinions. Um, yep. Anyway, I think Doom Eternal is the weird one to have on there. I'm very surprised about that. The one I'm surprised about is Half-Life Alex. Um, that is like the third highest rated game of this year. And again, I think that comes down to the popularity contest thing. You've got game reviewers. A lot of people don't have VR games, VR headsets. Mm. Um, so not a lot of people have played it. And so even though that game reviewed really well, uh, it's like a 93 or 94 on Metacritic, um, you're talking about one or two people that are part of a publication that have a VR headset, and so they they haven't played it. <laughs> they haven't touched it. And, like, there's a decent chance that, like, I'm not the only person in the world who has played VR games before and therefore is able to see through the fucking uh, paper-thin... Uh, game elements of right. Half-Life Alex huh. to see that it was in fact a fairly average uh, game with a Half-Life label slapped onto it and right. pretty visuals. Um, so you know, maybe it shouldn't be a game of the year because you know not that good. Anyway, best um, game direction. Game direction. Half-Life Alex. Um, <laughs> the Last uh, of Us Part Two. <laughs> Hades Ghost of Tsushima. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, uh, we've got Best Narrative, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, mm. Last of Us Part Two, Best Art Direction, right. Final Fantasy, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part Two, Ori. Seen a bit of a trend oh, here, right? Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of trend. Um, have, uh, did four games come out this year, I think? Yeah. Maybe only four games came out. Well, Cyberpunk yeah. didn't come out in time, so true that's the uh that's the one right got um best performance we've got ashley johnson as ellie laura bailey as abby uh tasuki suji as jin sakai in cool. ghost of tsushima i don't know if that's how you pronounce it logan cunningham as hades in hades and uh jita as miles morales in spider-man miles morales um cool i think there's uh, I'm trying to think of what I put in that list. I think I'm missing someone. I I didn't put in the one for Hades. I think I put in the main character uh, for Hades. Um, that's it, not. I can't think of it off the top of my head, for whatever reason. But is there anything out of those lists that you kind of stands out yeah. to you? I think I put um, uh, Troy Baker in mine as well. Right. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. My thoughts? No. <laughs> no. Um, I I don't know. No, yeah. I got nothing on. Uh, there's we other did stuff go there. through about six categories. So. Yeah. Uh, I've just... noticed that the esports elements were uh, as underbaked as ever. So the esports stuff game. is the ones they've done. Um, uh, media don't vote on esports anymore for the last couple of years they've had an esports panel voting for esports stuff 
So how the fuck did Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, uh, Fortnite, and Valorant uh, Very wind up word as, for it. As, as the best esports games? <laughs> That's something yeah. else. Well done. Um, and the best esports athletes, Crim uh, Six, Showmaker, Canyon, Shotzi, and Zaiwu. Zaiwu is the only fucking counter-strike player on that list which is pretty fucking weird two of them are call of duty players i think there might be an american centric bias to this fucking esports panel a because hmm. pretty fucking weird that 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 list anyway yeah um, uh yeah there's a bunch of other like games you're on saying, this list uh yeah cool if you win an award at this these awards but they don't really count there's only one award that matters and it's the ga podcast game of the year um when we get drunk and talk with nate for 12 hours and mm. I, I don't even know if we give out awards anymore but those are the only awards that matter they're um, not real awards <laughs> um they are real awards yeah just because they're not physical doesn't mean they're not real right uh anyway um that's it yeah that's that's the list uh we i don't know we'll see i don't know what date i mean it's it's coming out on the 10th this thing so i don't know what uh what the plan is maybe we'll record something maybe we won't maybe we're too busy with with cyberpunk but um uh yeah, yeah. we're not recording shit <laughs> anyway there's no fucking way we're recording anything for this one get the <laughs> fuck out of here we will be playing fucking cyberpunk um all right that's it that is um, it we're getting questions 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 we do uh november yep yeah, okay dre dre three money writes how sketchy is this check out the release date november 13 2020 the problem is the game actually came out two plus years ago july 18 uh, he's got a screenshot i'm going to read out it's warhammer 40,000 40k gladius relics of war mm-hmm. um and i get it looks like it's from the epic store um a game actually came out two years ago july 18 so this is not a new title new to the epic store i guess but surely that's stretching the truth i only noticed this as i'm that guy that is still waiting for the killer warhammer title always looking at the plethora of warhammer games out there hoping one will actually be good I was like, oh, new game, cool. Then I was like, wait, it's new, but there are only like eight add-ons? Something fishy is going on here. So how dodgy is this fudging of the release date? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Drew. I, I mean, I don't, don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a killer Warhammer title. I'm not with you on that. But I am with you uh, that, yeah, this uh, release date horseshit being that it's released on the day it joined the Epic Game Store is uh, is bullshit. I do. I'm pretty sure Steam's done it a couple of times before as well, and it's just shenanigans from publishers. I don't think it's Epic or Steam or whomever. Mm. It is uh, publishers doing anything they can to literally trick you into buying it because you think it's new, even when it's not. Uh, which is you know, I mean, even in the screenshot, you know, it's it's priced sixty percent off, so it's basically new um and you get you you think to yourself oh yeah fuck yeah new game and it's 60 off i'm gonna fucking get this and then they fucking yeah they rope you in but it's it's not even close to new i think yeah. it's a horseshit move and fuck them but i mean 
Classic Games Workshop one. Um, Sega, I guess. Remember Marvel Heroes, the uh, multiplayer Diablo yep. style action game? They did something similar where uh, it was called Marvel Heroes. That released um, in like 2013, 2014. And then each year afterwards, they updated it and called it Marvel Heroes 2015. And so they would get like a new spot on Steam and like all their reviews would be wiped or whatever. They were doing weird shit like that. They'd like rename the game. It was, yeah, uh, right. It's insane. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, it's sort of like when um, when you like, uh, I'm trying to buy a new phone at the moment. Mm. And so I type in best Android phone 2020 uh, and up comes a list and it says it's dated as yesterday but what they've actually got going on is a script in the background that literally just republishes it uh every three days or so mm-hmm. so it seems like it's fresh and new so that they can like fuck with the google seo rankings and stuff right um i didn't i was i thought that specifically didn't work i thought google had like done something to stop that shit but evidently they still do it and it's annoying as fuck because you get like they'll be like oh yeah uh out last month the blah blah and you're like hang on that fucking phone came out in fucking january so what's going on here but that's what's happening it's horseshit and i fucking hate it right it's classic internet classic internet good question drew okay heathy writes not a virus EDJN seven five two three eight Y dash three two four five N nine O dash seven U eight seven Y three dash two eight four and then it's a text file uh, and then he writes like legit not a virus so I'm going to click this, uh, and if I go offline, <laughs> I guess we will know why. Hmm. I'm opening it. All right. I just opened it in Notepad, and it appears to be not a virus. Oh, my God, but it's the worst. Fuck damn it, Heath. What is it? He's written this in... He's written it in Elite Speak. Uh, or just randomly swapped out numbers and letters. It writes, Hi, Luke. Hi, Job. I'm just going to read it out. I'm not going to do all the numbers because I will go insane. How are you? That is good. I am also good. Thank you. Happy birthday for last... Is that last? Fuck hell. Uh... It's, it's 1457 is his version of last last Sunday Job and for last month Luke I have been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla it is fun it does weird things with my keyboard but I am having fun with it nonetheless I noticed something tonight that I thought might make a good question it might not make a good question but my question is not if it makes a good question or not actually I noticed this a while ago with other games but I only just thought to make it a question tonight What happened was I stumbled across a zealot, quite by accident. I decided to kill her because I think that is what I'm supposed to do as a viking. Uh, That and pillaging and stuff. So I antagonized her, then her ads, 
I did not know they were there. Took exception to that. And then I had something like eight ads to deal with in addition to this apparent boss fight. I say... Fucking... I say it was like a boss fight because I hit her with my heavy attack and it did not much damage to her at all. So after dying twice because I was hitting attack instead of dodge and dodge instead of attack, I eventually lured her far enough away from her loyal villagers that it was a one-on-one fight. In the end, I defeated her. Oh my lord. D3F3473D. Defeated her. It was glorious. I beat her because I treated the fight like a boss fight in a Souls-type game. Watching and learning the attacks the timing, making smart attack decisions and not getting overconfident and trying to sneak in an extra swing where I shouldn't, really taking my time. I have found myself doing this in other games involving combat, such as Ghost of Tsushima, The Witcher 3 and others, consciously thinking to myself, just like in Dark Souls, don't rush it, fight smart, fight dirty if you have to, dead cunts can't fight can't fight shame you only i can fight shame me so you better watch yourself self dirty fucking fighter so my question is do either of you have a game that that molded you that changed the way you approach games after having played through them or did you maybe see a video online that changed how you approach a certain game my example here is dark souls 2 changing how i approach difficult combat encounters I also once saw a video explaining Formula One drivers' driving styles, and that changed how I drive in those types of games. Do the listeners have any examples? Let Job and Luke know, (laughs) and they can read them out next week. Tata, P.S. If it makes you feel better, it's taken me 45 minutes and four headaches to type this out. I'm glad it gave you a headache, Luke, because it gave me a headache reading it. Uh, Not Luke, Heath, but... uh, Anyway, uh, did any game change the way you think about um, how you play games? I guess a couple of weeks ago we had a good one that asked if it changed how we thought about games. Hmm. Was there any game that made you change the way you think about playing in games? Uh, Heath gave a good example, and I guess it's one that's been on my mind because I, I, it's in my review that I've written. I've, I've wrote about 300 words about dark souls or like the the genre um and how i when i first got demon soul no no, when i first got dark souls one like i've got it here somewhere it's up in the corner of my room like a press kit um this one did you get that uh i don't think i did anyway um like namco nice. sent through this media kit for oh. for dark souls and it's got like a uh it's got like a, a book and shit in it but Classic. i i i put it put it in the, the console i didn't know anything about dark souls um never played anything like that before and mm. uh got to that first boss and died and i died and i kept dying and i died for like 40 minutes and I stopped playing at that stage. And I was like, I'm good. I don't understand what's going mm. on. This is a joke. Yep. And put it away. Yep. And at that stage, because um, I've, I've done a bit of research in this because I've, I've written about it. Um, Dark Souls came out the same week. 
there's like NBA 2K12, Titanfall, right. um, <laughs> and uh, and it was what's the Titanfall? Uh, Spider-Man: Edge of Time and um, and Batman: Arkham City. And three of those games I was reviewing at the time for like different outlets. I was reviewing them. I, I think I reviewed uh, Spider-Man: Edge of Time for for Game Arena. I was reviewing mm-hmm. Batman: Arkham City for um, Australian Gamer. I, I did the review for that. And um, I was doing uh, Titanfall and Rage. Sorry, it might have been Rage that came out that same week. Anyway, like it was, it was a dumb week. It was, it was ridiculous, and uh, I just didn't have time to play it. And so I put it away. I stopped anything to do with Dark Souls. And then obviously the yeah. the hype came around with Dark Souls Two. We were we were doing a podcast um, with a bunch of people on it that were really into those types of games, uh, especially like Jung and all that. And so my my hype got back up yeah and then i i realized that oh yeah i'm playing these games wrong well like these are completely different because from software is breaking the rules of what we look at when we think about game design um yeah and so for me i think that's the one that jumps out at this stage because that's what i've 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 been literally writing about that (laughs) at the moment yeah and so that's the one game for me um i guess the other game like if i look at this year vr has sort of changed the way that i look at games as well and how you can interact sure. with them um yeah i, I would I'd say they're the sort of things that jump out at me from my current mindset i'm gonna go with because i could easily go with dark souls as well mm. but um uh if if i'm gonna pick one i'm gonna go with Daisy because a uh, it changed the way I thought about interacting with a game in the sense that, uh, you know, the, the immediate gratification concepts, mm. you know, I no longer needed, uh, you know, Daisy, you fucking walk for two hours and, and then something interesting happens, but you only remember the interesting thing that happens. And so you like learn to take a lot of pleasure in the, um, and the more mundane elements of a game, which uh, I really appreciate. And uh, the other thing that it, it changed for me was how I think about positioning, because you can absolutely win fights. I think I always, you know, it's you know, I've played games competitively, like or like you know, in a competitive fashion. Um, since I've played multiplayer games. Mm. Um, but it wasn't something that really clarified in my mind. I think I've always been quite good at, you know, map knowledge and map presence and, uh, and like, map command before, but it's not something that I really took into account as something important to me until I played DayZ and you get in situations where you were like outgunned outnumbered uh and and basically outdone uh but you could still win those situations via superior positioning provided you are able to pull it off i just think back to like uh bearers the bearers hospital bearers um, it was like the eastern side of the map, halfway up. The fuck was it called? Daisy map. Let's have a squiz. 
Generous. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Cool, this one doesn't have fucking map names on it. God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah, Berezino. Yeah, Berez. The hospital of Berez, I remember, you know, getting fucking ambushed by, like, four dudes there one time, like, got caught out. I think I was there because someone had spawned back in quite close to it. Might have been, like, Fjaren or Drew or maybe even Heath. Uh, and I was just hanging out there looting the hospital, waiting for them to show up. I had okay gear. Uh, these dudes came in, they had fucking top-notch gear. Mm. And it was like a fucking, I don't know, 15, 20-minute protracted fight in that hospital, in and around it, on the roof, dropping down ledges and stuff like that, trying to do anything I could to, like, change the odds of that fight through positioning uh, to, to survive. And after that, after that one, like every, it feels like every fight changed for me. And, you know, it was not even just like close quarters, but like the, I think we had a huge advantage when we first started playing PUBG because, uh, almost everyone in our squad had a real good command on the radial compass. Hmm. And like, there's so much more to using a radial compass than just saying, oh yeah, uh, to my 300, like the ability to estimate someone else's approximate radial is huge as well. So if I can say my, uh, to my 300, to like look to your 280 um, and like give an accurate fucking direction that's fucking huge or like ranges as well estimating ranges and knowing how to read a map based on grids and stuff and using that to estimate range and all that kind of stuff that all came from daisy initially mm. and i think we had a huge advantage from the outset because we were able to do that shit and uh yeah other people would have to learn it on the fly in PUBG in a much more hectic environment whereas right. in fucking in DayZ, there are occasions where you're just like, oh yeah, let's let's go to that fucking house up on the hill. Uh, my one one sixty or I don't know one forty, about two hundred fifty meters, and then you'd all go there. Um, and yeah, you do it in a much calmer environment. It was a big opportunity, and I learned that. Uh, Heath can't drive cars despite playing fuck Formula 1 games his entire fucking life in Wasteland in armor because um, he can't drive cars and he rolls more anyway good question Heath uh, the worst way to present it but good question uh, uh, dang as right is that a question uh, it was luckily for Heath it was because otherwise I don't know I don't have any questions consequences yep in mind anyway good stuff good questions cool Great stuff all right love it that is the podcast lunch time yeah you can find us on itunes android windows store spotify youtube all the places you get your podcast from um we're under the gap or the ga podcast please rate and review the show if you have a moment it helps other people find us uh, if you would like to send us questions you can email us the ga podcast at gmail.com or jump onto our discord page at the ga podcast.com slash discord I've got a bunch of channels in there you can talk to other people, um, people playing games. I saw Nate in there by himself last night. 
I don't know what he was doing, but he was playing something. Um, I think he's been waiting for us Hoping. to play Call of Duty. That's the that's the problem. We've been busy. He's he's hanging out. Yep. Yeah. I think he, he wants to, yeah playing more cool he wants to get sweaty uh you can find us on social media facebook.com slash the ga podcast twitter.com slash the ga podcast you can watch this podcast on youtube the ga podcast.com slash youtube uh it's up there every week in video format you can watch job's sexy new dolphin shirt <laughs> it's my birthday oh, okay i'm sorry it was last week wasn't it it's fine it was on Sunday. It's technically last it's still week. technically my birthday week. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Sunday's this week. <laughs> Do you not know how weeks work? It was Saturday here, so it was last right. week. Um, you can also find us on um, our website, thegapodcast.com. You can go there. It shows you links to everything we just talked about on the show, including past episodes. You can also go read our reviews and all sorts of things on that site. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members who help support the show they keep the site running and the podcast going. You can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast and become a recurring subscriber, monthly subscriber. Thank you to everyone that does it every month. Greatly appreciate it. Your Thank support. you. So. You're the best. And we love you. Everyone, everyone who listens is the best, but you're the extra best. The extra best. Extra spicy. Um, anything you'd like to uh, pimp out for this week you've been working on? Uh, theoretically, you'll be able to go to IGN and watch me play Destiny with Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise you can go to Ozgame I, I don't know when it's going up honestly I've got no idea they didn't tell me and I'm not involved in the editing process I was the talent I've never been the talent well I've been the talent a couple of times but it's unusual for me to be the talent hmm. it was well out of my wheelhouse you got but, that influence um, money though right so it's fine don't fucking <laughs> um, I got that classic game journalist money um, but working with Hex was awesome and yeah she's fantastic so if it does go up this week, definitely check it out. I have no idea how it'll turn out, but hopefully it was as much fun to watch as it was to uh, play. Um, and otherwise, ozgamers.com for my Demon Souls review. It's, uh, it's, I don't know, I think it's about 3,000 words. So no pressure, Luke. But, no, I'm not. I uh, was, I was... My mine's being padded out from my stupid story at the start, and that's because I don't think I got much to say about it, really. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though uh, we spent an hour talking about it, I still think I don't have as much to say as you do. Um, anyway, I'm a I'm a wordy cunt. So yeah. Uh, you can go to Stiviver.com and uh, and and my Demon Souls review should be up at some stage as well. Um, I guess we'll we'll see who goes up first, right? We can have bets. Uh, yeah, yeah, the race is on. <laughs> All right, um, that is it for this week. We'll be back next week. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about. There's a few things coming coming out very soon. Um, uh, hopefully, we can play some more games. I want to check out some NBA 2K21. On next gen, yep. I've got installed. I played one or two games. Looks looks good, but I want to get in there and and play some uh, my player, my career, play the basketball. Yep, should be good. And we can uh, we can maybe have a big fight about Call of Duty's campaign, or oh yeah, you'll get to hear me admit that I was incorrect. Yeah, because Nate's, one of those Nate's never wrong. Like a, you know, the guy who said Battlefront Two is the best game ever made. <laughs> he is, but, but like 
about Call of Duty campaigns, he's been correct more often. Or our our opinions have aligned at least because he said the Modern Warfare campaign was trash. Yeah, he's wrong. And I, that's what, how I felt as well. Oh my god, it's just just stop it, just stop it, just stop it. It's trash. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.